Okay, awesome. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Coffee with Clemps. And today, we're joined by a very special guest and a friend of mine, and he's called Pat, and he's from Two Best Friends Play. It's actually Super Best Friends Play, but we have three guys. Oh, there's two. Uh, I'm just going to close this podcast off now. It's already I don't, a disaster. I don't have a I don't have a coffee. I have like a a giant like sex can of Red Bull. Oh my god! Don't even talk about energy drinks right now, man. I needed energy drink. It's only three thirty in the afternoon. Uh, the other day I had like two in the space of about like an hour, and for the rest of the day I was so ridiculously anxious that I thought never again, just like alcohol. But then. The next week, you need that. You need that sip. So eventually, you just start to get to the point where you need it to feel like alive. <laughs> oh, that's really sad. Like drugs? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's tragic. Is it? Or is it great? <laughs> Everybody who is cool does drugs. I mean, you're not wrong. Hey, man, what's up? Um, not much, man. I was going to ask you how you are, so how the hell are you, Pat? How's your week been? I'm inexplicably sniffly. Well, there's not really all that inexplicable. I, I petted Elmo too much, and I am allergic to him. So oh, I decided no. to do that ten minutes before I had to do an audio podcast <laughs> so that I would have a big nasally voice like some kind of fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's been going on with me? I don't know, man. I'm lazy. I played I play video games and watch TV and then I go to work and then I eat a bad food. That sounds pretty much like my life at the that's, moment. That's honestly. pretty much my whole life. That being said, I do have a thing that I did right before the podcast. Like, Tell me more. Like this is the hottest take. Oh my! You will need oven mitts to Ooh, take this I'm sitting down to take this hot take out. Of, aren't I a cool kid now? All right. So I saw an article on the internet uh, about Twitch uh, numbers. And it uh -huh. basically said that player unknown battleground, players unknown, players unknowns, pl it's something like that. P-Bugs uh, actually just passed uh, League of Legends for the most watched game on Twitch. Wow. Uh, it's the first game in three years to do so. Jesus Christ. Uh, and we had uh, we had Vinny from Vine Sauce on our podcast uh, uh, a month or two ago oh, talking cool. about that game and and everybody all the kids are into their pee bugs and i was like okay maybe maybe i should actually know about this game so then i went and, you know you do that thing where you're like i don't know what this is so you just type in the game name into into youtube and yeah. Particularly if it's an early access game, you don't get like developer walkthrough. Here's how the blah, blah, blah. no you mm. get you get uh, uh, usually you get uh, particularly if it's a shooter you get jack frags. Just oh. like hey, here's a here's an hour and a half of footage. Sure. And I'm like okay, so I skim through that and I'm like, this just looks like you camping in a restaurant for forty minutes, and then when people and, drive and past fun? you, you shoot them, and. So I, like, Sign I me up. <laughs> so then I go to Twitter and I'm like, "Am I old? <laughs> am I an old boy? And do I what? So then I'm like, okay, I'll just buy it. So I bought it, and right before this podcast, I played three matches of of P Bugs, mm -hmm. and here here are some first impressions. <laughs> okay. Um. 
The very first thing that happened is when I set my resolution, the entire game broke. And uh, the interface for the menus got so gigantic that I couldn't change <laughs> the, uh, the resolution back to anything else. Uh, and the game doesn't, like, the game auto defaults to, like, 720 for some reason. <laughs> okay. But, like, then I set it to 10. Like, you know what? Like, the frame timing's off or stuff, but whatever. Anyway, I restarted it, and then I, I was like, okay, I made, I'm in the video game. And then I played around, and then, so, here, you jump out of a plane, right? Onto the big map thing? Uh-huh. This is very descriptive. That's um, okay, go ahead. And the first thing that I noticed is that I thought I was going pretty fast, but the instant I pulled my parachute, there were like 10 guys right next to me, and they were somehow moving like 100 times faster than I was, and hit the ground like, I want to say a full 10 seconds before I did. It sounds like you're playing like a second life shooter or something. Which immediately I realized was a problem, because they all scrambled into buildings, and I could see them. And I was to assume that they would pick up guns. Mm -hmm. After scrambling into those buildings. Yes. Then I landed, and I turned around, and a guy shot me. Great. And I died. And that was okay. that was my first match. Then I played my second match, and I decided to go somewhere with very less people, and uh, some out-of-the-way farmhouse, right? Yeah. And then I'm, I'm falling, and I see there's a guy, and he's falling. And he's right next to me somehow, because fuck me. <laughs> and beautiful. he is also going to hit the ground like a full ten seconds before me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So I've just landed on the other side of the house. And then, oh, look, I ran into a thing and I got a shotgun. And the, all, all, the controls are a lot less intimidating than I would have expected for something like this. Especially based on the mold of, like, DayZ. Which is like... Oh, a, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everything based off Arma is like a interface nightmare. <laughs> but it's it's all pretty standard shooter controls with an inventory that's just drag and drop. I'm like, okay, I have a shot. I reloaded my shotgun. I did okay. it. Okay, and then I, now. then I went outside and I saw the guy poke Ooh. through the door. Ooh, what's going to happen? And I shot him and blood <gasps> shot out. And I was like, he's super alive. And then he headshotted <laughs> me and I died. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then on my third match, I dropped in. To a house where no one was at. I was actually totally by myself. Right. Very lucky. And in the very first house that I found, I real like I found a submachine gun with sixty rounds, a shotgun, Ooh. a revolver, a helmet, a first aid kit, a backpack. Like just, just I found it all. Right. You struck gold. And I'm like, okay, I got this. And uh, the only problem was is that I was on the like outskirts of the map and you know how uh -huh. the the map closes in over time uh, it's like okay. i have five minutes to actually get what is essentially two or three kilometers oh no it's like okay just start running and there's a big town that i run into and there's two guys having a gunfight in there oh wow and they don't notice me at all that's great mm. and so i sneaked around a bunch of buildings and and i actually got the drop on the guy i was looking at you know, I I, I, I slowly creeped into the to the house. He was looking out the window, shooting at the other guy, mm -hmm. and I I was like, "Oh, I got him!" And I went to shoot him, and I missed. And then he turned around and shot me, and I died. <laughs> and this I, sounds great. I feel 
Like, there's obvious improvements from match to match. And I can obviously see that there's a lot of depth here. But yes. I seriously, seriously worry that being old and <laughs> not good at mouse and keyboard shooters and the, like, extreme length of games caused with a permanent... Like, I like I, I look at this and go, I can kind of see what the kids are into, but... I genuinely feel too old it's a play really this surprising. game it's taken over League of Legends I did not know that like yeah the, everybody's into it because I mean Daisy was hyper popular for a while right but for a while and then it kind of like dropped off the map but Daisy had like enormous systemic problems that never it sure ever did ever got addressed mm-hmm. and the number one problem is that like there's no actual push to a there's no push to conflict, right? Sure. And that's where this this battleground genre has come on. It's like, no, you have to. Elmo, for fuck's sake, stop scratching the couch. Um, <laughs> is Elmo being a little prick? He always is. Can I punch him? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but so there's this push to conflict. So yeah, like every couple minutes, like the map gets a lot smaller. So that's cool. So people have to shoot each other. But that just puts me in a conflict with people that can play the video game than me. See, see, at the same time, I don't know, I think, like, I wouldn't say it's because you're getting old or anything like that. It's like, I never understood League of Legends. Like, until I started to play Heroes of a Storm, which I actually kind of got into, and I, I know a lot of people are going to judge me for that, because it's, it's I'm, uh, quote, unquote, I'm exactly the same way. Yeah. I, I mean, Heroes of a Storm, it was it was much simpler to understand for my, my feeble little baby brain. And you know what? If that's if that's all it takes, then then you know, shoot me. I like Heroes of a Storm better than League of Legends, but who cares? Well, it, it's. I feel like every time there's this massive super genre that gets created, there is always room for that other game that's for shit babies, that <laughs> like idiot shit babies like you and me, that are like, Hello. I'm uh, I'm in my thirties or late twenties or whatever. I don't. I'm not twelve. I don't I don't have my full Sunday to just completely blow to learn how to parachute in, right? Shut yeah. the fuck up, Elmo! <laughs> Every uh, single time Elmo meows, I'm gonna, like, edit in a picture of a spinning Elmo. Oh, dude, that's gonna take forever. <laughs> it's gonna be so many Elmos. Like, he just ran into the wall, almost. <laughs> For people who don't know, Elmo is Pat's cat. For people is... who have no idea. For people who have no idea who Pat is and his household. He's, he's a beautiful little cat. He's actually quite a large cat, but uh, he's also extremely stupid and <laughs> and disabled, and his arms and legs don't work good. He's a sweetie. Oh man! So you've been having quite the adventure on this uh, the the new hip game on the streets. Yeah, man. But, the um... kids, they're like, because I was I was playing the stream later tonight, right? I'm like, oh, what should I play? And everyone's like, play this fucking game. Like okay, oh boy. Play the shooter game. I don't, I don't. Oh man, I don't. Oh, oh, it's I. Oh, it's I just See, realized like, I've, I've been, been um... saying it. It's PUBG. <laughs> it's not P bugs. <laughs> there are there are people who are going to be screaming at this right. Oh whatever, I man. Say it wrong. Like. <laughs> Uh, but no, while you've been doing that, I have been playing um, the beta for the Dissidia game on the PS4. Oh shit! That I didn't yes. even realize that came out. 
Um, so I have a few things to say about that before I start getting into what I've been up to this week. Um, well, I guess this does constitute as that. Um, so I have, first, I of have all, a question. I have a question before we start. Is three v three as bad as it looks? Um, it's pretty wank, but it's not as wank as you might think. Oh. So my my, I've already left feedback for them, and it is. Okay, free by free. I, I I get what you're trying to do. It's a gimmick, right? So for people who don't know, Dissidia is a Final Fantasy action fighting game, right? It's an arena fighting game. Um, I call it more of an action game because you know it's just that's what it feels like to me. But anyway, um, so it's basically all of the Final Fantasy characters and they're having a big brawl in the PS4 Dissidia because it was originally on the PSP. In the PS4 Dissidia. They've decided to go for the gimmick of 3v3. So it's free Final Fantasy characters v free Final Fantasy characters. Now, the issue that I was running into is that if one of these six people has a bad connection, you're all fucked. Okay. That was not fun, because it just increased the chances of you having an absolutely lag-induced match. Now, I've been streaming this uh, mm -hmm. for the last few days, and as of now, it is, it is the first of... September, I think? Yeah, the 1st of September. So, as of, as of today, the beta is is not great. All of the matches tend to have lag problems. The 3v3... It, you see, this is the thing, is that the game is fun when you're fighting one other person. But mm -hmm. then, the issue is, is that two of his friends can lock onto you and can beat you up and, and you have no chance. You have no chance in hell. So if you see two other little lines come in, like how the targeting system works in Final Fantasy XIV, mm -hmm. you know you've got to get the fuck out of there and run away like a little pussy bitch, or you're going to fucking die. And mixed with the lag issues that this game is having, I, I'm worried for Dissidia, because I I love this this game, these, these mm -hmm. like series of games. And my biggest worry is that Square Enix are going to do the stupid decision of hiding 1v1 away in the options menu rather than presenting it when you when you hit start, you know? So you hit start and the, the, the very first option to you is 3v3. And the only way you can get to 1v1 is by selecting it in like a custom match menu. Mm -hmm. That's gonna suck! Because y people ain't got time for that. People aren't going to, like, you know, first of all, Dissidia isn't the most popular game in the world. Mm -hmm. It's going to take forever for matchmaking to actually work. And it, it's it's annoying because the game is really fun. Like, it is. It's it's not as, um, how can I put it? It's not as great as the PSP games, but I feel like as far as um making the, the move to PS4, they've done, it looks gorgeous. Like, when I was playing um, Cecil's Dark Knight class, the particle effects on his moves were just gorgeous, and I was, like, blown away by it. And then the game lags out, and I get my ass handed to me, because everyone's, like, juttering over to me in five frames per second, and it's like, mmm, this is, this is fun. Um, so, yeah, those are my overall worries with, with Dissidia. So, I hope it turns out to be good, you know. Uh, I, I put, uh, like, a disgusting amount of time into the first Dissidia game on PSP, Awesome. Uh, not so much Duodecim. Uh -huh. um, and I remember when this got announced, everything about it made me feel, like, uneasy. It uh, did for me, too. <laughs> because the game's been out for years in Japan mm -hmm. as an arcade game. And as an arcade game, 3v3, like Gundam Versus or something like that, makes perfect sense. 
Sure. Um, the idea, like the, 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 the issues of like team communication and pairing off and stuff like that are not a problem because yes. your team is lit- like your guys are literally right next to you. And latency <laughs> is like an absurd worry. Like, That's oh, what I said on my stream. I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run into latency of the guy one foot away from me. Like it's exactly. it's not even a it's not even a land connection. Like it's it's the same cab. Yep. And then they finally, like two years in, announced it for the PS4, and they go, "It's still gonna be three v three. And like, what? They they have said there is gonna be a one v one option, but again, that's Why? my worry is that it's an option. Like, Why instead would... of just being a mode. Well, even, even, even that it's an option. Like, if, like, I, I'm not personally familiar with the way the moves work in the new one, but I do remember how they worked in the old one. Like, there are characters... All I'll say is that, like, if you're used to the old Dissidia, this new mm-hmm. one is not going to be a problem for you. Yeah, but, like, there are characters with, um, you know, moves that have hitboxes that spin around them, for example. Yes. Right? That means that, by default, the balance of the game is going to be catered towards the 3v3 which means exactly cert- certain characters are going to be good or bad depending on area denial or whatever right mm. but then you take those same people into 1v1 which is a mode they're not made for yep so even if it's a like dedicated like you know you go online and it says 3v3 or 1v1 and it's like the two big options there um yeah. It's still not gonna be what you actually want. Oh, it's such a shame because I, 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 I've been on a team get Steiner in Dissidia since like day one. I have been begging for Steiner to be in a final Dissidia game for ages. Um, and I'm just Who? worried that how dare you, how dare you say that to me in my is he podcast? That, is he that like like giant rutabaga in a tin can from Nine? Yeah. He's the greatest character ever. What do you? Ooh, I'm getting flustered with you right now, young man. Uh, I, I actually don't have a problem with Steiner. It's just an overall problem that I have with like Nine's art style. Oh. I think the Amano type, like, like cute or fantastical stuff, translated really badly to 3D. And, I love it, you know. But that's that's me. I'm a. I, I like to suck the cock of nine. Like it's, you know. And I think like that everybody wine. except for Vivi and Amaranth look like absolute dog shit. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on like slightly the opposite spectrum because I think Amaranth is a worthless character in nine. But I'm gonna. Oh, he super is. He. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're so completely bad. right. He has <laughs> nothing to do with shit. <laughs> He shows up and he's like, oh, Zidane, mate, I've got to fucking bash your head in. And Zidane's like, no, you won't. It's like, oh. And then he, he goes into a, a, a big old building and he's like, I'm going to beat you in this race, lad. And then Zidane beats him and he's like, oh, you're not half bad. And it's like, wow, that is that is a good... Oh. Nine has so many issues and I can't wait like, to talk like about I, Like, I prefer, like, uh, uh, FF7's Popeye characters to <laughs> Nine's actual characters. I'm going to go into full detail about why I think Final Fantasy IX is like what a Final Fantasy game should be um, in my eventual big, like, 10 million part video on it, which I why can't would, wait to Why do. would you want Final Fantasy to be old, crappy, and forgotten? <sighs> you be mean to me. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> 
It's true. If you want to hurt my feelings, just talk shit about Final Fantasy IX and I'll crumble. Hey, is that a Mr. Klebs video? I wonder what fucking soundtrack <laughs> he's going to use for the background music. It's it's become a bit of a thing for me now. I don't know. like Because I've noticed people are starting to get angry about it. So I'm like, you know what I'm going to do next. It's like it's <laughs> every game. No, it's what like, you I just like... <laughs> No, what I you like should do, in. what you should do is make an FF9 video and only use like Jade Cocoon <laughs> music. <laughs> That'd be great. Just use the Dino Crisis soundtrack. Dino Crisis soundtrack's <laughs> alright. It's pretty good. I mean, like the, uh, I've already said this, the music in the safe room. It, oh, that's so nice. You could fall asleep to it. But, um, I wanna, I wanna, like, veer a topic away from, from games for a minute. And I wanna talk about, um, what I've been getting up to. In my 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 day to day, I think this is a good a good point just to to hard cut to it. So I've been getting up to a bit of an adventure this weekend, something which I have never done before, and I might do it again with a big question mark. I went to a drag queen <laughs> convention. I was I was about to like, I was gonna say like, did you finally get the whole thing in there? <laughs> <laughs> Took a lot of practice, my friend. <laughs> Finally, after all these years. Um, but yeah, I, I went to um, I went to, <laughs> to to the UK's first drag queen convention, and uh, because uh, me and my my partner we're really into into RuPaul's Drag Race. It's like one of our uh, one of our little things that we watch. It's a really entertaining show because everyone's such a bitch in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's fun to watch. What can I say? So, yeah, let's let's go along. And I felt, like, so out of my element when I was there. Because um, it's, you know, I usually go to, to video game conventions or anime right. conventions and stuff like that. So going where, to a where, drag Where queen, you mentally prepare yourself as, I'm one of the experts on the topic of this convention. Exactly. Therefore, so, you walk in and go, I, I am like a neophyte at best to this thing. <laughs> Therefore. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, you're it's, you're you're one step above basic bitch who wandered in off the street. I felt so basic when I was in there because there were some people whose makeup was on point, and I go in there with my my bed head, like looking like a Final Fantasy character, and I'm wearing my fucking Berserk shirt because <laughs> I wore it. I was like, I wonder if anyone's gonna notice Griffith and Guts. Nobody noticed Griffith and Guts, Pat. Nobody. <laughs> you're going there with the wrong topic for the wrong <laughs> audience, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> it made me it was just like don't get me wrong like there were some things there which i absolutely loved and overall i did enjoy my experience at the convention it, it was fun like it really was and i think um the company i had there was super nice and sitting down and actually watching the queens perform like their lip syncing was was out of this world it was super mm -hmm. good but at the same time it, it was like because you prepare yourself for one thing and then you go and you, you're just so lost because you're not sure what to look at and where to go. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was like, I was almost stunned for half of this. Like, where do I go? What do I do? Oh my God. I was so like, I wouldn't say confused, but it, it was definitely a, an experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'll go again next year. Um, because there was a lot of stuff that I really did enjoy, and I got to see a few people whose opinions I genuinely respect and everything, and um, we even got to see a brief glimpse of one of the most uh, famous drag queens in America at the moment, um, Katya. That was, uh, if you guys wanna, wanna see some good drag queen skills, just Google Katya and you'll see some beautiful, or, or RuPaul's How Drag Race How do you Katia, spell that? K 
K-A-T-Y-A. Um, she has a YouTube channel, uh, or a YouTube show with her best friend Trixie Mattel, and it's actually incredibly funny. It's see, really, really funny. See, I would have um, 100% put a J in there. See, that's why you gotta do this. Ah, uh, there we go. See? Thank you, Pat, for, for making me do that. But yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. But then, the most interesting thing came when, we're, when uh, we went back to my friend's uh, flat in London. Gorgeous flat, um, two stories, so it's, you know, it's a pretty good place. And it was about 1am in the morning, and we settled down, it was a long day, we were all a little bit out of breath and just tired from walking around as, you know, conventions do tend to make you feel. Mm -hmm. And then, after um, two of my friends, Dee and Becky, they came in from having a cigarette, and then we started to smell burning plastic. Okay. Like, it slowly started to creep in, and we're like... Always a friendly smell. Yeah, we were like, where is that coming from? Because it was starting to get stronger, and we were like, did, did like, one of the ashes, like, catch fire on the balcony? Because um, we're on the 15th floor. We're on the very top floor of this, um, this, like, complex. And then you get and that, that feeling in your chest of, like, I'm gonna be on the news! Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, I, my, now my heart is, is, it's starting to, I'm starting to get a little bit worried, you know? And then, sure enough, we open the balcony, and boy, howdy, was that smell strong. I look over the edge, and the heat was so intense, my beard and moustache, no joke, I felt it almost, like, fizzle. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I, all I saw was orange climbing over the side. And I look to D, and we both have that face like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. We turn around to everyone else. There is a goddamn fire directly beneath our floor. Mm -hmm. And well, that's fun. Yeah, and the, automatically everybody has that moment of, uh, like it, it's like, what do we do? So Becky's reaction is to go, shit, shit, shit. It's her place. Number one, first priority. What do we do with the cat? Because they have a little munchkin cat. Well, you pick the she, cat up and you, exactly. you do it what you will. You cannot pick that cat up because she will go for you. So, then you, yeah, it was more of a case of, right, time game. We've got to get the cat into the basket. Mm -hmm. So, quickly get the basket, lure her in with treats. It didn't take long, maybe about 30 seconds. I'm in my incredibly baggy pyjama shorts with no socks on. My left bollock is, like, hanging out of the side. I'm thinking, right, ooh, no time to get changed. So, you quickly put on your shoes. I run upstairs. Um, quickly get a bag, because you, you, you never know, it's kind of got the stuff in it that I might need to get back home with. Mm -hmm. um, go back down. See, now okay. that that's bad fire safety. It's very bad, I know, and I, I, I realize that now. Naughty clemps, don't do that anybody if you're trapped in a, in a fire situation. Um, like, run out naked if you have to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we're all panicking a bit, because if you didn't hear, there was that big disaster in London the other week. Oh, uh, the tower yeah! Exactly. Now... Where a bunch of yourself... these towers are just made of pieces of mm -hmm. shit and just go up like tinder. Picture the scene. We're in London. There is a fire. We're on the very top floor of this, this flat complex. And we're thinking, oh boy, is this going to be another tower fire incident? Shit! <laughs> it was the scariest thing! I've never felt adrenaline stronger, and I know it might be, like, a bit of an overreaction now that we know it was, like, 
nothing to worry about because thankfully the fire services got there super early mm -hmm. um but regardless we we get out in the hallway and first of all it's right who do we prioritize first in this hallway are there people with children sure enough next door has kids so we're banging on their door just to try and wake them up we go to the end there's this nice um, uh what time nice of day is this this is 1 a.m in the morning ah okay Good. Yes, so it's more like try to wake them up. You know, there's nothing else we can do if they can't, unfortunately. We get to the end, and, um, you know, there's a, another couple there with their cat, and the Kaya, our cat, is going mental in the basket, <laughs> trying to get to this cat, and we're like, really, is this the time or the place? Um, and then, thankfully, like, when we were kind of about to go down the stairlift, uh, or the stairwell, whatever, we, uh, a fireman comes up in the lift, and he, go he automatically goes, don't panic! Don't cause a panic. Go back to your flats. Everything is being taken care of. Oh, well, that's and like, nice. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> it's just that it's absolute relief. And, you know, thankfully it didn't get any worse than that. But um, we, we got back to the flat. And we're, we're all, you know, I mean, we're, all, we're shaking a little bit because the adrenaline is just so intense. And it's like, mm -hmm. anybody want some wine? <laughs> anybody wants some yeah anybody wants some alcohol cigarette just like oh my god and and we were talking about it we were joking about it for ages because obviously you know humor is a way to diffuse the situation and d mm -hmm. has like a half cut with red dyed hair flipping over to one side and said if your head was on fire we wouldn't notice mm -hmm. just shit like that and uh the fireman comes into our you know into the flat and he looks over the side just to see where it happened and we only i i think um my mum's boyfriend did some research on it, and it there may have been another flat fire in London, for all we know, but he did Google the location we were in, and apparently there was a lightning strike at the top of the tower. We didn't hear any thunder, that's why I'm confused. Cool. And it went down the, the wiring or whatever, and set something on fire within that flat. That's scary. That just, like, Mother Nature can fuck you up like that, and well, you might be I asleep mean... in your bed. I mean, like, uh, in, uh, in Montreal, just, uh, last week, we had, uh, one of the microbursts. And, what uh, okay, so it's, it's, it's pretty rare, but it's mm -hmm. becoming less rare, uh, <laughs> because uh -huh. of various environmental shenanigans. Uh, mm. Montreal gets them every now and then. It used to be every couple of years. Now it's every once a year, maybe. A yeah. microburst is a reverse tornado. Huh. So, tornado comes from the ground up. Microburst comes from the sky down, um, oh. and it's basically a, a hurricane that is localized to within a 500 square foot like area. What little bastard! So uh, it happened to uh, a park in NDG, which is a, a neighborhood. It's a dog park, right? And it's the kind right. of dog park that's like <laughs> two blocks long in every direction. Sure, sure. And uh, it knocked over pretty much every tree in it. Sorry, I was I was just visualizing like a little mini hurricane with a bunch of dogs in it. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is about <laughs> I've been caught in a microburst. They're easy to leave okay. um, because while it is like you can feel it's like oh this is a hurricane, yeah. like you can physically see where the rain just stops. Oh, like right. it it is like walking out of a zone or a wall. That's so cool. It's so bizarre, and it's it's so like yeah just totally jacked that shit up and probably Jeez. broke a bunch of people's windows and those come oh, out man. like instantaneously like mm. it, you look up and it's like it's kind of cloudy and then there's a miniature hurricane slash tornado for like five minutes 
Interesting. And then it's gone. See, see, because I live in like um, you know, wetland UK, mm-hmm. where everyone has webbed toes and uh, drinks muddy tea water. We don't have any like natural disasters or anything like that. We're fairly lucky when it comes to that. So, and it's it's always really funny whenever we have like a tiny scale earthquake. Which, by the way, shouldn't even be constituted as that. It should be more called, like, a slight ground rumble. Mm-hmm. And we get them maybe once every five years. And every single time, the media always overblows it. And then there are people going, like, oh, it's such a panic. It knocked over my lawn chair. My plates the- fell out of the cupboard! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And people are always, like, they're always people going, like, I, I woke up at 2 a.m. And I swear to God, I felt my bed vibrate a little. Like, a little. Ooh, lucky you. Lucky to so, be alive. Clubs, I have a, I have a few questions about mm. uh, your fire story because oh. I actually have an incredibly similar fire story back in huh. my old apartment. Now I told this story on my podcast like two years ago, but also I'll give uh-huh. the Cliff's Notes version. So in case anyone's heard it, uh, my building where I used to live is one of those apartment blocks that has like four hundred apartments in it, mm. right? One of the super massive ones. And you very, very, very quickly learn to ignore your fire alarm. That's... Why? Because it is always... And I mean because it happens, like, near daily. Okay. And it is some jackass on the other side of the building, like, didn't air out his bullshit and let the smoke hit the detector in the hallway. Right, mm-hmm. and I and the the fire and like every I I used to live relatively close to a fire station, so sure. it is like a three minute arrival of like oh, two fire trucks and stuff like that. So it would literally always be the same things. Like you hear the alarm go up and go, Ugh, and you you look out <laughs> the window and there's the trucks. Right. And you okay. look out the window five minutes later and the trucks have left because it was fucking nothing, and I lived on the top floor. Which meant that all the elevators turned off. Which Fun. meant if every time that I walked all the way down, because, oh, it's a fire, then it's like, well, you know, it takes, like, uh, forever for them to turn that shit back on. It's like, okay, trudge my fat ass back up to the top of the fucking <laughs> tower. Okay? But one day I woke up and the fire alarm was going. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> and then yeah, I, as, as and you then, would. And then I smell, oh, it smells like burning plastic. Oh, oh. And, and I and I look out my window, and it's not the one directly beneath me, like in your story. It's the one yeah. underneath that. Mm. But there's no orange glow. There are flames shooting out of the balcony, Whoa. like firing out sideways. Shit. And I go, huh? Ooh. That's that's shit. So I leave. As and this would. and this is the point of my story and comes to the question about yours. Hmm. Every single fire alarm that ever went off in my building was a false alarm. And the one time there was an actual flame shooting out the side of the building, like the like the alarm was ignored because of so many false alarms. And mm-hmm. in your story, you mentioned going to people's home uh, apartments or flats or whatever and knocking on their doors at 1 a.m., I'm going to assume there's no fire alarm going off in your story. That is exactly right. And that was something I forgot to mention. That was Why the is there thing. no fire alarm going off in your story? We had fire alarms in the rooms, right? But what was freaky? And, and yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point because 
There wasn't a single fire alarm going off the floor beneath us. Neither in... Like, not, not in, even the one directly, but, like, the personal apartment fire yeah, alarm. that one. That exact other. one. There was nothing going off in that mm-hmm. one that was on fire. And our one, as well, wasn't going off. And only until I got home, I was like, it was oddly quiet for, like, a giant, like, room fire... And apparently, if like from what I heard, if uh, you know, if the news is correct, they were they were putting it out till like three a.m. So, and we there wasn't anything going on. It just seems a bit, you know, what's going on, guys? So this yeah. is this is just more ammunition for my stance that fire alarms and fire drills are completely pointless. Yeah, they're very fussy. No, no one ever got saved by a fire alarm ever. And just annoyed. Just annoyed. Because 99% of them are all false alarms. But I actually have I actually have a larger problem with um, fire drills in school. Oh my god, those are the worst. Is, it's is always... teaching kids to flee a fire in school. The only thing that those drills ever taught me were to ignore every fire alarm I ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Because it was n- there was never a fire. Ever. In college, the only time... Um... <clears throat> What what it reminded me of is that okay, we're all going outside and there's going to be many smoke breaks. Yeah, it was just an excuse for people to have a cigarette, which is extremely I, ironic, all things considered. Yeah, no, I I don't smoke, so you know, it's just standing outside in the pouring rain because it's fucking England. Like, well, the clubs. Fake- you ever been? You ever you ever been in a big mall, like one of those big fucking malls, and the the whole thing, the alarm goes off, and nobody even stops shopping. Never in my life. Well, I Never. have dozens of times, and it's like, because I, I used to work in a grocery store, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, fire alarm goes off, and it's like a big, big grocery store, big mall, like maybe ten, you know, five, ten thousand people in the whole thing, right? Yeah. Just, people don't even fucking blink. And it's <laughs> like, it's, it's at the point where we're so desensitized, you need to actually fucking see a fire in order yeah. to actually realize there's a fire, but at that point the fuck do you need a fire alarm for? Before the skin starts melting off your face and you're like, oh! It's a bunch of crap. So here's a question about you working in retail, because I have a story about it as well. Um, I work so much retail too. Have you ever experienced a robbery of any sorts? Um, well, working in a grocery store, there's there's theft and there's robbery. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Theft is constant. And when I mean constant, I don't mean like once a day. I mean it is literally happening every second of every day. Well, right? then. Somebody is in the store, somebody is putting something in their pocket or just straight up eating it in the aisles or, you sure. know, what have you. And that's why there's those dudes that just those wander dudes. to the store all day and grab grab somebody by the arm and is like, you're going to come with me. And you know? God bless them. God bless them for doing a job well now, done. Now, robbery, I'm going to assume... You are describing people come in, go give us the money, people leave. I'm I'm on like the the kind of the border. I'm talking about like interesting theft and or oh. robbery stories. Okay. Let's hear it. I wanna hear this. What what do you got? Okay. <clears throat> right, so I've got one. Um I was uh so the place I was working in was um had money stolen from by a magician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Randy mm-hmm. Pitchford the, the, came in and said he could make an aliens game. <laughs> it, it was it was it was 
weird, because I... This was back when I was... How old was I? Maybe 19? So maybe five years ago, give or take. It might have been less, but whatever. It's not important. Um, <clears throat> and I was uh, much more a bag of nerves than I was now, which says something. And I was still in the process of learning everything, like learning how to do lottery tickets mm, and stuff yeah. like that. And um, just oh, doing all fuck. the... Oh, man. Lottery tickets were goddamn Satan oh, when you were working. Especially fuck. night shifts when you have old you know, old lady Gladys coming in going, Hey, you're right. Fucking give us a number two. It's, it's 9.59 p.m. We don't have yeah, time like, yeah. to do your fucking ten lottery tickets, bitch. And it's also like lottery closes at eight. What are you doing? But yeah, um, she, so, she, this guy comes in, um, Indian guy, and he comes up to the counter and he goes, are you able to change this, this wad of 20 pound notes, which equals 200 pounds into 10 pound notes? And I go, I'm not sure if I can do that much, but I can ask my supervisor. And I ask him and he goes, yeah, that sounds like a fine. massive pain in the ass. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it was kind of busy. And my supervisor goes, no, that's fine. You, you know, you do the till, I'll do this. Right. So he starts sorting it out, you know, a bit of teamwork going on, blah, blah, blah. He does it, hands it back to him. And then he goes, hmm, can you change this into one pounds? And my supervisor looks at him like, are you fucking stupid? No, we, we can't do that. Um, and then there's like this this pause, and he's like, "Is it possible for you to to change it back into?" Oh no, no, but that's not that's not right. Sorry. He goes, "Okay, that's fine. I'll just have the um." That's not right either. I'm getting well mixed up on this story. He's going through the money as he's saying it right, and then he asks the question, "Can I have this into one pounds?" And the guy goes, "No." So he hands it back and asks if it could be turned back into twenties. So starts being turned back into twenties, and it's handed back to him. And then maybe about 10 minutes later, my supervisor starts to have a bit of a bit of a, a nervous moment. And he goes, we're down 90 pounds. And I'm like, huh, okay. Why are we down 90 pounds? And then he just starts going, oh, shit, shit, shit. And we, we knew it was that guy, but we're of wondering course. how he did it when when we were looking at him the whole time. Well, you and we're like, and it, it, it's, it's just like, what the fuck is, is going on? So we check the CCTV after everything's died down a bit because we're, you know, we're wondering if any of us is going to get fired for this mistake. So we're a little bit like, huh. And we noticed we had to slow it down on the CCTV. But as he was dealing into £10 notes, he is shuffling the money and sliding notes down his sleeve as he's doing it every single time we momentarily turned our heads. This yep. guy was a professional. Of course. It was literally like the second we just turned away for a millisecond to put something away, there'd be another tenor down the sleeve. He'd be doing that. He'd, he'd maybe ask, you know, for something down below. He'd do that, keep on sliding it down. And then uh, he'd hand it back to us and he, he left and the police never caught him. Now, granted, like, while this is a sleight of hand slash minor magic trick, you and your boss are still 100% the ones that super fucked this up by not recounting <laughs> the money he gave back to you. It's true. It wasn't me. I didn't count it. Like, no, I'm that, that, is, that is like a two-second fix to that problem of like, you only handed me back 50 bucks. It wasn't me, though. It was him. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. dealing with customers. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was only witnessing the crime. That's... Oh, man. Oh man, that's that's like classic. That's mm -hmm. just 
that's that's why i mean when whenever at my place we ever did it it's like money doesn't fucking leave the cashier's hand until shit's done yeah and it's, also it's... that kind of request would have gone like no i don't have enough 20s or i don't have enough 10s in we're too naive we were too naive we were too innocent we got tricked hardcore so i don't have a robbery story for you but what mm-hmm. I do have is a fake robbery story for you. Oh. Which, which is the kind of thing, it's like, it is very important, as if you are a managerial staff at a retail location, that you explain and train your employees properly so that this does not occur. Yes. So, go to lunch. I go to lunch. And I, don't, I didn't typically stay in the lunchroom. I usually went up to a food court and had a, a, a quiet lunch, right? Sure. Come back to the grocery store and there are 10 cops standing outside the store's entrance with their guns out and they're all like in a ready pose and then one guy just goes okay and they all run in and start yelling at everybody and uh frank uh the manager the, the head butcher is just standing right there and he's a giant giant man like tall, physically intimidating, does MMA on the side. Like he's the guy that is like, hey, we need to physically actually throw this person out of the store off their feet. Hey, Frank, can you come over? Right, perfect, right? <laughs> and, his name's, Frank. and his name's Frank. How perfect is that? Um, and he's standing there, and there's cops like running around, and a, co- a cop runs up to him, puts his gun down. He's like, oh, where are they? And he goes, what? Goes, where, 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 where are the robbers? He goes, what? Are you? What are you talking about? Uh, and a cop turns around and goes, you know, does the hand thing, and everybody calms down and holsters their guns. Is like, well, you guys tripped your silent alarm, and we rushed over here as fast as possible because we thought there was an armed robbery in progress. Fuck. And Frank goes, silent alarm? So it turns out, at some point, silent alarms got installed into all the caches. <laughs> oh no. Management neglected to actually tell anyone that there were mm. silent alarms. So someone just bumped it with their elbow when they like reached down to pick something up that had fallen down. And, and it's like, what is the fuck? Why, why would you install a fucking alarm system that no one knows about and can't Working use? Working in retail. Working in retail. It's, they'll never do it. It's Especially most... since, like, hitting that button causes people with guns to jump into the store <laughs> and scare the shit out of everyone. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I would not be a happy bunny if that happened to me. Like, that is... Ooh, boy. So, I, I only learned the parts of the story later because I ended up taking a longer-than-average lunch because as I stood outside, a bunch of cops rushed into my old place of work with their guns out yelling. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna peace out. I'm gonna take an extra half hour. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just leave. Let that just, you know. Well, I'll you find like, out later. You didn't scream and like throw your hoagie sandwich and hide underneath a, the fucking thing. Suck oh, what the fuck am I worried about? Like, <laughs> I, I like as long as I walk like thirty feet away, like I'm not gonna get shot. Everything's gonna be yeah. fine. Like my coworkers might, but I mean, uh, that's the bricks. They they mm-hmm. work retail. They know how it is. I I will say for anybody who's listening who works retail, just God bless you. You are oh, you're doing a great job. Unless, I'm so sorry. Unless, unless you're that guy. 
Mm, what guy are you? Because I know that guy, but I don't know if it's that guy that you're referring to. The person I'm referring to is the person who actually enjoys their retail job and uses that to shit all over everyone around them. I want you to be a bit more specific. The middle manager that loves being middle manager. That is very similar to what I'm thinking of. However, who I'm thinking of is an employee who thinks he's hot shit. Well, that's pretty much the same thing, yeah. Really. Because yeah. I'm thinking like... I'm thinking of like... Hey, we're going to need you to stay till 11 tonight. You know, well... Not only am I not scheduled till 11, but... I punched out. And it's like, who told you to punch out? You can't work now. Because it's illegal here to, to work after you punched out. Huh. Uh, and they go, <clears throat> I go, well, you did. Because you set my schedule till 10. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get in trouble for that. Like, huh? what? Oh, my God. What? 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 <laughs> I hate you. I hate I, you so much. I hate you. Die. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, glad you're, some... I'm glad you're pregnant because it means you'll leave soon. <laughs> and then you, she came baby. back. Oh. And everyone was so miserable she quit. Shit. It was just yeah, the worst. <clears throat> I think that the worst experience I had in retail was working with two people who clearly didn't like me or respect me. So that's fine. they went out. Hmm? I said, that's fine. It was annoying for me, though, because they'd go out the back and have a chat for two hours, leaving me on the front because it was uh, I was doing night shift. So, number one, it's incredibly boring. Number two, I have to deal with people who um, are drunk off their head. You can barely make out a word they're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, they're getting incredibly aggressive. And me being just, you know, Jack Skellington's son, it's, it's just shaking at the knees, going like, oh, I can't help you there, sir. Just And, and they'd leave me there all goddamn night. And it was just like the most soul-draining thing. And it, it was also freezing cold, because I was right next to the fridge. One so, of the worst yeah. things in retail is to be the idiot who actually cares about doing a good job. Yeah, right? Retail is I, a means of the way. I was that person for like six years. I'm like, I showed up to work. I'm going to work. And I'm, everybody else is stupid. And then <laughs> for the last two years, I was like, man, I'm going to just try not to get fired today. <laughs> That's my goal. I, I was almost fired um, on the... I think the the first month of working there, and it was solely because, and this is the honest, this is the honest truth. Now I can come out and say it was because back then my anxiety problems were much worse than they were today, and what? I don't know, I I think crazy, but I don't know why I picked retail for my first job because you were because like this will help me get over it. Ex oh, it was, yeah. And it, I was like, I can put myself in front of people, you know, get myself a bit more confident. It'll be fine. Worst thing I could have ever done. So, me being, and it, I remember, this is what I, like, what I explained for years after, is that I remember going to work on a Sunday. And because I only worked weekends, because um, I was quite young or whatever, um, I was like, right. It's Sunday now, and I was thinking, oh, God, there's only six more days till I have to go back in. And I started to think, because I was, um, I think I was doing college at the time, I think, and I was just like, right, yeah, that's not, that's not a healthy way to, to be thinking. Considering I, I remember, it's the majority of the week, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, exactly. Bad. And I, I remember being, like, um, so scared of going in that I used to pull sickies all the time. 
You know, I used to be like, oh, I've got a terrible cold, terrible flip, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, on one of the nights, I was so fucking terrified that I'd almost dry heaved into the toilet. And I was like, right, this isn't good. Going to call in, pull another sickie. And then they were like, right, Luke, yeah, we got to talk to you. You've had, like, five sickies in the last so-and-so days. And I was in the bath at the time. And I remember that, just being like... Is that really what they're called? Si- what, sickies? S- sickies? That's <laughs> what I call them. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm pulling a sickie. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue with your story. But I, I, I just remember like almost breaking down in the bath, and I, 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 I look back at that as being one of my lowest moments. Oh, breaking yeah. down in a in a almost cold bath, begging to keep a job that I only worked one day a week, and and it's it's I was just oh my god, and and now like I I look at like kind of where I am now, and I'm just like thank God. I'm I'm no longer well, working retail. I'm actually I, doing something that makes me kind of happy. It's like, oh, I can certainly empathize with that. When I was working like the core of the retail, it's like finish university. What am I going to do with this? I don't know. Yeah. I did bad. I did bad choices with my university. And it's the, the job case market with sucks. so many people going out so, of uni, and it's so sad. So I'm like, okay, well, at least I can get more hours now. Mm-hmm. So I'm working five or six days a week. And I did that for like three years. And yeah. that, boy, let me tell you, you become an expert at bullshitting why you can't come into work. <laughs> um, so they're like, probably the worst that it ever got is that the time that I was still living with my folks, but I hadn't moved out yet. Uh-huh. And so it's like, okay, my folks, they're good parents. They want me to go to work, do a good job, society, crap, right? All that shit. Yeah, but so I'd hop on, and I lived I lived off the island of Montreal, which meant crossing a bridge over a highway, which meant and because I couldn't drive and didn't have money for a car, meant hopping on a bus that took two hours to get to work. Uh... Um, so you hop on the bus at six a.m. and you get there, and you you know it's maybe half an hour before your shift starts. I'm like, nope, yeah, not not today. And it's, it's like it's and so it, crushing. And, like, I'm sitting in the food court above my work. Like, I am physically less than 10 feet away from the inside of my workplace because, through, mm-hmm. like, through the floor. And I'm like, no, if I go in today, I'm just going to fucking quit, like, on the spot. Yeah. So I'm going to pull out my phone and I'm going to call in sick from the food court. I, you look around, hopefully no one's in the food court with you. <laughs> yeah. And then, because you can't go home, because your folks will be like, "Why aren't you at work?" Yeah. Right? Uh, you just, I like, I would like. It's like I would rather wander around walking all day today than go to work because I so, think I just might jump out a window. So what you're trying to say is, is that retail is really fun and everybody should go apply. Yeah. So I have some tips for people. Mm. Um. Now, a lot of this is going to depend on how accurate your sick voice is. <laughs> I don't have any particular tips because everyone's sick voice is going to be different. Try and emulate what you sound like when you're hungover. That's give that's... me give me a good sick impression. Oh man! Like the the lower the lower that you go, the easier. I I just I can't. It's I'm. Uh... Right, yeah, I haven't can. done it. I haven't done it in many years, so it's bad. So, <laughs> but more importantly than that is the is being sick is the worst excuse to get out of work. 
because okay. it it is the most common and it is the one that is the most easily seen through mm. by not being sick so this there will always be an excuse better than well, the one I'm going to give you but in my personal situation where I lived and stuff like that there is one that is just foolproof it can't be disproved <laughs> and it is and it is le a legitimate reason that you couldn't come into work sure. so where you live uh Clemps, you said London or England. I, I don't live in London I went there for um uh, to okay. go to that convention the England the England okay do you guys have skunks we don't okay so this is a, a fairly important piece of the puzzle right so if you're personally or yeah you would be personally unfamiliar with a skunk skunks <laughs> are adorable little cats that uh or weasels really they do have a, they do have a poopy don't they that just... uh that they just walk around late at night on your sidewalks uh, full in the knowledge that nothing can fuck with them um however occasionally the local dog will run after the skunk and get its day fucked up <laughs> Now, this is important. You have to have established that you own a dog. Ah. Therefore, all you have to do is say, My stupid, stupid dog went after a skunk again. He reeks like shit he got in the house. He got it all over me. Ah. Right? That's kind of genius. I think I'll be able to clean myself up by two days from now, or maybe even tomorrow. But like, I I am so I smell like such shit right now. Like I'm almost throwing up, and I can't come to the grocery store, which sells food. Sorry, guys, gotta clean. Now, obviously, you can't do that too often. Right? I was gonna say they might get suspicious if there's like the the eighth skunk attack in the last two weeks. But once a month that's actually completely believable that your Shit. dog is that stupid your dog just loves them skunks man yeah all other things is if you happen to have some kind of geographic impasse in between you and your job that you can rely upon so for me i used to come from chateauguay which is on the south shore of montreal and i would have to cross one of the shittiest bridges in the, in the country the mercier bridge to cross over to the island now, this mm. is a traffic jams, like, wet dream. So being like, the bridge is fucked up. Can't get in. It's, like, foolproof. It's There's no way around it. Sure. Um, these are important things to maintain your sanity if you're working retail. Yeah. It's... Now, in your situation, I don't know how to help you because you were only working one day a week. And, like, <laughs> you sound like a pussy in this situation. <laughs> Like you can't, like you can't. Oh boy! One day a week retail. How will I manage? Stop being mean. Like when you work, when you work the full five or six day shifts, like you end up with the, you end up with some creative scheduling by some asshole, sure. and you do eleven days in a row. It's been so many years since I started doing that job, and just oh my god! Like looking Ele back on it now, it's just eleven it's... days in a row is a good time to use one of those call-in sick tricks. Oh boy, I, I always used to call in sick. That was my issue. Should have had a skunk. Hey man, it's easy. 
You know, I think now is actually. Or just a say like time. your parents beat you or something. There we go. My parents beat me over time. Yeah, dude. Foolproof. And then you, if, then if you give yourself like a fake broken leg. It's easy. If you're both, if you're both listening, I love you both. You don't beat me. <laughs> oh man, that that reminds you. me. You want to talk? Dad. You want to talk stupid? I, I worked on a. I, I worked standing retail for a full year with a broken foot and never Ooh. got it fixed. Yeesh. Because um, I was out with Wooly and we had gone to a party and I gotten very, very drunk. And on the way back uh -huh. to his apartment, I jumped off a bridge. Um, uh, oh! Like a little bridge. Like a, li like, like a little bridge. Like I only sure. fell like 10 feet. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and then I hurt my foot. And I hurt really bad. I was like limping the whole way back. Shit. And then... Went out the next day, and I was like, man, my foot hurts really bad, and everyone made fun of me. And I was like, <laughs> man, fuck you guys, my foot hurts! <laughs> and then I just went about my life, and was like, man, my foot really hurts. Uh... And it was only, like, years later that I was like, that took, like, eight months to go Oh, I must have broken my fucking foot! Fuck, dude. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Actually, I've got I've got a fun one. So, um, on the topic of broken bones, the only time I've ever broken a bone in my life was when I was gonna say thirteen, and this is back in the day when I, you know, it's the classic clumps with the Naruto headband shit. Uh! Back then, yeah, exactly. I, I I was him back then. You know, is let's just say, and I remember I was practicing my my fighting moves. Oh my man. <laughs> I was practicing. I was practicing my fighting rooms in in my room, and I remember oh, turning boy. really fast. And I went, and I punched the wall so hard, my bone fractured in a lightning bolt-like pattern all the way up to my elbow. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Two things. One. It was, it was like, Whoa! And, it was like and, a fissure. And two, like you should have drank your fucking milk. <laughs> Listen, I was influenced by the anime. I, I drank my milk every day, and when there was a bone-related injury in uh, my martial arts class in high school, it wasn't me, it was the other guy. Naruto has damaged my li uh, fucking life, man. So we both Naruto. We both went for right straights, and actually, I shit you not, actually our fists ended up colliding Ooh. in a big anime moment. But the part <laughs> that... And the part that wasn't the big anime moment is that I completely pulverized my friend Steven's middle <laughs> knuckle oh, into, no. into dust. Ah. Like, and <laughs> I came away scot-free, and then when he was screaming, Ow! Ow, my hand! I choked him out. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, drink your milk. Drink your fucking milk when you're a kid. It I'm won't so make brilliant. you grow tall. That's a lie. Trust me, I know. But it will make your bones strong. I mean, I haven't broken a bone since. So, you know, it was ever since then, I I, I made up the classic excuse. You know, fell down the stairs. <laughs> Instead of, uh, I was pretending to be a ninja in my bedroom. You you broke your arm in a <laughs> falling down. What the? Did you punch the stairs on the way down? You could have fallen on it awkwardly. You know, it's in a cast. They're not going to go, ah, you... That's trash. That's stupid. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. It's Anybody fine. who says I fell down the stairs is like, is either like having a laugh, as you would say, or a giggle. like, or fucking covering something up.
Listen, kids don't know shit. You tell them you fell down the stairs and broke a bone, they'll go, okay. They'll agree to it. They don't know. I don't know. I fell down the stairs a lot as a kid, and I never actually got hurt, because kid <laughs> bones are, like, they're strong. They're Ooh. pliable and shit. <laughs> Throw them. They I remember hurt. getting hit by a bunch of stuff as a kid that I'm sure would kill me now. <laughs> like what? I don't know. I got I got Rick. all sorts of s scrapped up. <laughs> I do remember when uh, me and my little brother, um, we got in a big fight. And it was the biggest fight we'd ever been in. And we were throwing things across the room so hard, like hairbrushes and shit. And very manly family. And because um, he was the big buff boy, he tried to pile drive me into the carpet. And he actually, he actually did it as well. But because I was so, I was so nimble and um, skinny to the point of being bony, um, I, my, my head just lightly, lightly plopped onto the carpet and my body crumpled to a point where I wouldn't get impacted by the pile drive. We had a big fight. I had to throw the hairbrush at my big my, buff boy. Like, what the my fuck fucking is this story? What is the... <laughs> I was a very strong lad, Pat. You have to believe me, please. Oh, I bet. I super believe you. 100%. <laughs> I bring you onto my podcast. I embarrass myself in front of everyone. Oh, man, I don't know. There's, there's like... I was just I, I was just talking to some people uh, yesterday uh, uh -huh. about like a stream that I had done, and it's like you, I think this is going to be the case with you as well, Clebs. Mm. Is like you know you know when you do something good on a stream and you're like yeah, and then you look at your chat and it's just like dead silent. Yeah. See, that's not normal. The only reason that happens is to people like us who cultivate just a shit pile of people who are like, I want to see him die. <laughs> like, actually die yeah. on the stream. <laughs> so when I come on your podcast, like, yeah, no, the point is to shit all over you. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. I fucked up everything in the fucking best friend spoiler cast for Nier Automata. No, don't bring it I, up. I completely <laughs> fucked up every detail because I got fucking punked by I fake news. I fucked up one thing, but... Hold on. Thing. No, that's not what he said. He said, no, wait. Hold on. No, uh, ooh, actually. Fuck. No, wait, oh, I had that backwards. No. Listen, I fucked up one thing, and that was the, 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 the game... Threw out a, a unhappy ending after see, the game was ended, and then Yogotaro said it was all a big prank. See, that's that's a good tip. See, everyone, you learn from this. When you fuck up a bunch of things, figure out a way to combine them into one umbrella fuck up, so that you only actually <laughs> fucked up one medium thing and not like a hundred little things. See, you know, that's when, the trick. When I eventually make this near automata analysis, which is oh, happening, yeah. people, I get comments about it. Almost every day or week, uh, it will happen. But you know, as I've explained before, Yoko Taro likes to fragment his lore in in years, even. So I'm giving it time to ferment at maximum. Won't matter. Won't matter. Mm -hmm. won't, won't matter for shit. You're gonna put your video out, and the next day something is gonna invalidate like a third of it. Oh, that's exactly it. But you know, still, I'm giving it some time because there's already been a short story that was out recently, so I'm gonna include that. But um, when I eventually do, I am going to bring up the fact that I fucked up on the podcast. And I'm going to get that exact moment. I'm going to pinpoint it. Be like, this is yeah, what happens, folks. It's, an it's another red-eye incident. Entertainment is transient. You don't need to fix anything. <laughs> I think it'll be funny, honestly. Just I'll make a little joke out of it. 
But yeah, um, I think because we've been, we've now been talking for uh, unedited about wow an hour and eight minutes. So I think this is a perfect time to transition into oh, the questions. Before before we do that, I have a question for you, and Go this ahead. is this is less of a question so much as a recommendation in question four. In four, mm. have you been watching Twin Peaks? I've never seen Twin Peaks in my life. Get on that shit. Is it on Netflix? Uh, no. Shit. I believe it's on Showtime. Okay. Um, I'm sure you'll find a way to watch it. Hmm. Okay. I think um, I what you mean? Now, before before you start watching that, the and this is I've never seen a series of television, particularly one that was like resurrected after decades, uh-huh. that went so far to just assume you had seen the 25-year-old earlier seasons. Right. Like, the, the the season three, or whatever you would call it, of Twin Peaks, would, like, it's already really confusing and hard to follow. Like, uh-huh. the idea that somebody would come in on this new is, ups- like, it would be literally impossible. Characters okay. go ten episodes without being named, because they just assume you know who they are. Jesus Christ. So you want to start back in the 90s if you do want to get in on that train. I'll do it. I need a new TV show. I've been watching nothing but Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's a fantastic show, but I need something new. Always Sunny, I've marathoned it also, and I felt like that had like a deleterious effect on me. Mm. I, I feel like that removed some of my humanity. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Because it's... there's a certain point where you're like, maybe Dennis isn't so wrong. Oh, no, that's <laughs> that's bad to say. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis is quite the quite the lad. It's like I had the, I had the exact same problem watching uh, uh, a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, and, God. And yeah. talking to people. And I'm like, I don't get it. Larry's always right. <clears throat> and everyone around me was like, are you fucking crazy, dude? <laughs> are you kidding me? Larry couldn't be more wrong in every situation. I'm like, oh, you're not. All right, on to your questions. Let's let's yes. let's let's read. Where did where did you get these? I got all of these questions um, from Twitter. So I am planning on doing something in the future where um, patrons can ask questions, and they'll kind of get um get a slight priority over Twitter. But I, I still do want that mix because mm-hmm. I feel like it's important to kind of um you know combine all of the community. Yeah. Um. So these all come from Twitter. And I'm starting off with something from uh, at Mattismen who says, did you have any fears while growing up that you think are silly in hindsight? So you you mentioned this question to me last night I as, did. As, yes. as an example. Mm. And I went, that's a great, I'm great at that. And then uh, upon upon closer inspection, I don't know how to answer that question because... Uh. All of those silly fears that I had as a child that are clearly ridiculous may or may not have maintained into full adulthood. Okay. I'm, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm interested. Tell me. So what? Like they may have minimized in some cases, right? Mm. But they definitely remain. So when I was a kid, uh, like my parents' earliest like making fun of me is like. I would always cry whenever I got my hands dirty. Huh. In any way. 
Like, I would play outside with my brother and sister and, you know, rough and tumble. But then if I would have looked down at my hands and see that they had, like, grass stains on them or whatnot, yeah. I would just completely freak the fuck out as early as, like, two. Jeez. And just run inside to wash my hands. Uh-huh. Now, that isn't, like, a horrible crippling fear anymore. But, like, anymore. if I see... If, like, I see a spot... Oh, man, this is the dumbest. If I see a spot of anything on my hands other than blood, <laughs> I have mm. to compulsively wash my hands because it freaks me out. Now, blood's oh. a special exception. For some reason, bloody hands doesn't bother me that much. What happened in your internal wiring to make that happen? Because I get nosebleeds so often. Ah, uh, there we and, go. And if you're, because uh, when, uh, when I was younger, I had a horrible-ass pizza face. <laughs> um, and I went on Accutane, which is now not prescribed anymore because it's dangerous oh, and can no. make you kill yourself oh, and cause good. brain damage or Crohn's mm. disease. Right. Um, but lucky for me, uh, none of that happened and I got all the nice effects. However, there is one side effect that I did get stuck with, which is a uh, permanent, like, hyper-dry nose. Right. Which means that I'm the kind of person where, you know, you know when your nose is itchy and mm -hmm. you, you just squeeze the two, the two nostrils and you just, you know, you pluck your nose, basically? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That will, one out of three times, cause me to get a nosebleed. Well, fuck. Um... And also, you know when you when, you know when you have like a, a, a an itch right on the inside bridge of your nose, and you just like move your hand across your lower nose to scratch it. Uh -huh. That will also cause a nosebleed. Oh my so, god! So, and I'm talking I'm not talking like you know. Yeah. I'm talking like oh, there's a little bit of blood dripping out. But sure. during that process, what happens? You end up with blood on your hands. Yeah. So. Like, I wash my hands some, I regularly due to this problem. I somewhat often have blood on my hands. So you just get used to it. Now, I realize having bloody hands is, like, kind of bad. Because blood. Hmm. But, hey. 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 Am I afraid of blood? No. Am I afraid of grass? Yes. <laughs> see, I, I, would, I wouldn't see that as, like, a silly... I mean, people have that kind of, you know, they have, um, like, an obsessive-compulsive thing with cleaning their hands. I think that's fine. Yeah. That's something that can carry over into adulthood my one is is just weird and it's still same as you still kind of carries over today i don't uh -huh. think there's a single fear that i've had like i have a fear of spiders right used to be absolutely horrible now i can actually stand one being in the same room as me <clears throat> yeah you can stand it because you're an adult now and you can go yes. get a heavy thing to smash it with exactly this fear comes from a nightmare i had when i was a child uh -huh. I dreamt I was in the middle of the ocean, and no matter where you looked, under I could kind of breathe for some reason, it was just ocean, endless. Uh -huh. And then, from my, I think it was my right, I see this giant dying whale, and it's descending into, like, the pitch black bottom of the ocean. And as it's falling, it's doing, like, a death song. You know, like, uh -huh. whale song? It's, like, proper high pitch and freaky as fuck. And then I start to notice, I don't know how my brain was this, like, like, it, it, like, understood that something heavy being, like, sinking would pull you in with it. Mm -hmm. That's something that my brain somehow figured out when I was a child. So I was being dragged down with this dying whale as it was, like, screaming for its life. And I remember just, like, looking up at the slowly disappearing light 
and looking down to this like endless blackness and I woke up soaking wet with sweat. I'm, I must have been about like eight or nine at the time, right? Ever since then, Whale Song has made me feel intensely paranoid. Mm-hmm. Just the sound, and it, it always gets me when people are like, oh, I listen to Whale Song when I go to bed. It helps me go to sleep easier. It's like, if I was listening, oh, Tony, but it gives me shivers, man. It's why when I play Final Fantasy XIV, I'm up against Bismarck, I'm just like, ah. Like, I get tense. Just the sound of Whale Song, it's such a bizarre, like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't call it a fear anymore. But it, it makes me feel on edge. Like, whenever something on TV... I would call that um, an aversion. Sure, yeah. It, it was a lot worse when I was a kid, because whenever something would come on with Whale Song, I'd have to mute it, because I'd feel like like I was dying. And, and it, oh my god, just like, just bleh, just bleh, just Whale Song in general, it's just like a... I, I, it's, whales in general are freaky, man. Like, the fact that they're mammals and they're just stuck underwater all the time, something, like, something that, that big shouldn't exist. We used to be underwater all the time. But now we're not, because we're advanced, better than whales. No, I meant like in the womb. Oh, yeah, that's true. But also, like, back when we were like more ape-like, we were like aquatic apes. Last Tuesday, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I like the water, which is weird, because I drowned when I was younger. Oh but, shit, really? Yeah, my friend Kyle just decided it would be a good idea to hold me under the water till I died. That and then my mom and then my mom and his mom were like, Hey Kyle, what the fuck? And he was like, eh. Well well. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. I I don't know, man. I think I gained more rational fears as I got older. Like sure. uh, I mean, my girlfriend loves to make fun of me with it, uh, where like I thought that if you didn't dry the dishes properly, AIDS mold would grow in the dishes. <laughs> right? AIDS mold. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, which is really stupid because I know that's not a thing, but I was so freaked out at the time by the prospect <laughs> of mold that my brain just said, "What's the worst disease you can think of? Mold." <laughs> right. So it could have been like Ebola mold or cancer mold, you know, whatever. It just happened to be. <sighs> That's precious. I love that. That's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Oh, wow. That's really good. AIDS mold. I'm taking listen, that one with me. Listen, man. <laughs> if you d if you leave your wet, wet uh, I'm not going <laughs> to. That was a bit of a pat moment. But yeah, no, as I got older, I become more and more absurdly eccentric in regards to things that freak me out for no reason. Yeah. Like, like, like what? I don't know, man. See, here's the thing. Like, I don't know that they're crazy until someone next to me says that's crazy. I mean, I mean, like, it, because somebody who I know has a fear of handkerchiefs. And it, that's it's kind weird. Of thing where, yeah, like, when they say it to you, like, okay, that's a bit strange, but then, like, I put myself in their mind, and they're thinking people probably call me, like, a weird bitch every single day for having this, like, in my opinion, perfectly rational fear. So I'm like, you know what? Because like, I'm not going to judge I you. I think handkerchiefs are, like, completely vile. I think they're the <laughs> worst thing ever. But I don't think they're, like, spooky. The, 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 the very idea of fear is so interesting to me. Because, like, some of the more, um, like, things like a fear of spiders, like, it probably stems from the fact that back when we were apes, you, you see a spider and you go, shit, that might kill you. Stay there. Yeah, away. snakes and, and big yeah. scary animals, you know, snarling their teeth, you know, natural. But, but then there's, there's something like a handkerchief, and you think, 
how did that materialize in your like subconscious? Yeah, there, there was a sequence of events that occurred in your life yeah. that, for some reason, connected the dots in this highly specific way exactly. to create something very stupid. It's so out of like all the possibilities for you to be scared of handkerchiefs. I and I this is actually this will be quite fun in in the comments. If you think you have a really weird fear, leave, leave it. And I, I want to like I want to see the weirdest fear like some like some of the listeners are just. Well, like, then you can just go look at those old Mori phobia episodes where people are afraid of cotton balls and shit. Oh yeah, there, there's stuff like that, and it, it's. It's just like it's like a fascination with just human beings in general and how they like it's the same thing with like fear and fetish. It's like how the hell do those kind of things just like materialize in a person? This 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 like weird giant bionic mass of nonsense that we are. How the hell did somebody? How did their brain just go? You know what? Handkerchiefs. Stay away from them. Just weird. I'm terrified of animorphs. The, do you mean the kids show? This no. is I'm just I'm I just th- having a laugh over what I just sent you in Discord. I, hang on. <laughs> hang on. I'm gonna escape. <laughs> okay. So I okay, I, what I will do is at this point in the podcast, I'm gonna take that picture and I'm gonna I'm gonna merge it into into what so you can see it too. But for those of you who are listening, that, that just it showed is... up on my fucking subreddit like two <laughs> seconds ago. It's, it's Joker turning into that Sonic the Hedgehog Sega DLC version that of himself. Awful fucking thing! <laughs> it's oh wonderful. man! Sonic characters shouldn't have human skin. S- oh. It's Sonic, really freaky. Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces are the most like contradictory and hilarious things ever. <laughs> like you it's- you have you have this game made by fans. That is the best Sonic game in like 20 years. And yeah, you have the brand new big budget fucking Sonic team. Yeah. And it's like a fucking embarrassment. It's like this OC create-a-thon <laughs> fucking edgelord villain fucking hard ass. Oh my god. You see, you see, you're, you're saying this and all I'm hearing are beautiful things. Because I, oh. I love embarrassing shit. Especially in a Sonic game. Well, if no. you give... Now you be you. I love me my 420 the Hedgehog. I think 420 oh. the Hedgehog is my favorite of the Hedgehogs. Have but you like, have, uh, have you seen the the uh, Infinite trailer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I seen the oh, Infinite trailer. That is trailer. wonderful. It, it's like I will say, not in a good way, but when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, oh, I hope the game has more fucking like 90 or not 90, like early 2000 AMV shit. I hope it has so much of this. You can call me infinite. Ooh, it makes me want to kill myself. It's wonderful. So bad, dude. Uh, but in a way, it's 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 kind of cool to see them catering to both sides of an audience they know they have. Ah, uh, I guess. It's kind of an intelligent move, I think. It's like you know what? Let Sega, let the Sonic team do what they want. Let them make something that they know the fans have been clamoring for, and then make something. For, for people who may have given up on Sonic, who have that nostalgic feeling to his 2D sprite form, make a game that's fantastic so that both sides of a fan base can enjoy now, it. And they did. Uh, that reminds me, I was actually doing this, uh, we were talking about it right before the podcast started, but I want to give people the heads up about oh, yeah. the Sonic Mania shenanigans. So uh, mm-hmm. on the PC, it got, uh, it had fucking always on DRM when it fucking came, always online DRM when it came out. And mm-hmm. Sega came out and went, oh, that's a goofy bug. We've been trying to fix that for weeks. 
and <laughs> all the developers and some of their community 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 uh, help me help me guys. <laughs> oh, the community what, yeah what, the community what? managers were all we like nah bitch don't throw us under the bus you put that Ooh. there uh, and then Sega was like, we're going to fix it real fast. And then they Dodgy. fixed it one day later, and I tested it myself. Sonic Mania's de novo implementation no longer requires an internet connection after the first activation. So you heard it here, folks. Feel free to actually buy it. I actually bought it just to refund it. Wow. Um, because I feel like, I feel like, here's the thing. You know when you have a game and you're like, I'm not buying that because it's fucked up that they added <laughs> this thing, right? Yeah. I think it is genuinely more effective to buy it and refund it, and you know, you, on Steam especially because it's so yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. Uh, than to just not buy it. Sure. Because I feel like a refund speaks a hell of a lot more clearly. It's true. Especially if you leave like a, a negative review and being like, "I'm refunding this because of this fucked up thing." Yeah. Where whereas when when you when you just don't buy it, it like ninety nine percent of the time the takeaway from a publisher is like, "Guess people on the PC don't care about Sonic or whatever it happens to way. be." Yeah. But you know, at, le at least it's all sorted, so that's good. But um, do you mind if I if I uh, quickly do a cheeky segue onto the next question, my friend? Go, f go hit me with a segu. Okay, here we go. Uh, a question from uh, this is a fun uh, Ber Bersokovic, uh -huh. who says, "What is your favorite cartoon show and its most memorable moments?" My favorite cartoon show. Now I'm going to assume that by that phrasing, they're straight up talking Western ass like cartoons, not. Not let's for the, for the for the sake of this question, let's just say Western. Okay. Um, I feel like we need to split that into two categories, which is one from the past and one that you're watching right now. Okay. Because yeah, I feel like works. I feel like because I want to say Rick and Morty right now. I'm about to say Rick and Morty too. Yeah. Um, but like, it's not done, mm. and it's ongoing, and it could get fucked up, and like it's hard to personally compare that to like the old cartoons from my youth like i think my favorite overall cartoon and what is probably the best cartoon is like uh bugs bunny from like the 60s Aww. or the 50s like roadrunner like roadrunner elmer fudd all that shit because <laughs> every every time that i i catch like you know i catch it nowadays mm. i still like it just as much it's, it's such a good it's show it's so perfect and classic and, and awesome mm -hmm. but like i also just love morty morty's yeah. so garbage <laughs> i i am surprised at how much i enjoyed rick and morty actually because like i i don't mean to sound like i was one of those people who was avoiding it because of all the hype but i just wanted things to settle down a bit and see if the hype was still there and sure enough i was like okay it must be something good here and it's a great show well, I, I, w I was pitched it by a friend of mine who had been who had watched like the first half of the first season because that's all that existed when I started watching yeah. it, and it was like, okay, so Lemon Grab from Adventure Time is playing both uh, uh, fucking uh, Doc Brown and Marty McFly <laughs> in a fucking Adult Swim style comedy, and like Lemon Grab, fuck yeah, and that that was pretty much the whole like the whole fucking criteria. 
because yeah. Justin Roiland's shitty voice is maybe <laughs> my favorite shitty voice. Oh, I don't know, Rick. He has just, such a wonderful just voice. Just like watching like Lemon Grabs like freak ass screams on Adventure <laughs> Time just endeared me so much. Yeah, and I I liked Adventure Time as well um, to begin with, and then I sort of like dropped out of it a little bit, but. I, I think as far as modern day cartoons, let's say apart from Rick and Morty, because as you said, it's ongoing. I loved Avatar: The Last Airbender and Korra. oh shit, does that that totally it's counts. it's Western made? It's Western made. Avatar: The Last Airbender. I but we all adore. know that's really an anime, and here are oh. your comments. Oh, um, boy. But, but um, I I have the controversial opinion. Of um, as much as I love Avatar: The Last Airbender, I'm one of those sick freaks who actually kind of liked Korra more. Oh, that's because you're stupid. I know. Apparently, yeah. I am. According to everybody on the planet. Now, what I will say is, that it doesn't like discount how amazing Avatar: The Last Airbender is. Mm. For some reason, I don't know why, the planets aligned to the fact that I was having more of an enjoyable experience watching Korra, as much as the problems pissed me off. So, like. like Oh man, I gotta get into this. No, go ahead. I haven't had this. Ar- I've never actually had this argument because I figured you people <laughs> were just trolls. <laughs> like every time I saw that discussion, I was like, "Oh, that's just some guy being a shit," right? <laughs> so I'll admit that first season of uh, Last Airbender, that f- particularly like that first first half of that first season, it's very Nickelodeon. It's, it's very it's, safe. It's very safe, and, it, and it, there's a couple episodes where it's actually like genuinely rough. Yes. Um, but the number one like strength of that of that program to me anyway was that I have not seen it's only three seasons and yeah. it goes through the most significant and fast character growth of every single character that I've ever seen in anything. It is so good. I, I saw, like, when I started watching it, I'm like, oh, whatever. Everyone says this is the greatest. How great mm-hmm. could it be? Same and with somebody me. Yeah. sent me, like, the season three promo shot of, like, all of them as, like, Katara with her hair out and, like, Toph looking different and with the, the hat and, like, new Sokka and shit like that. And it's just like, oh, wow. Those are the same characters? It's It's... It's so cool because I I loved how how they dealt in in Korra with those older characters because they dealt with it in a way where it wasn't completely like fan wanky like they yeah. flat out just say yep Sokka died of old age that's just and how he's it goes. In, and he's in um, one and a half flashbacks and it's like that's perfect that's exactly how you should deal with that shit that's really cool but um, I, so I, I I felt that Korra's personal growth was like nil by comparison. <sighs> In comparison, yeah, but I, I think that, um, and I know this is what everybody says, I know, and it's going to get tired and blah, 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 but that, that arc where she, she essentially has like a PTSD moment where she's just like completely fucked up, that hit me on so many levels. That, that entire arc, it, it grabbed me. Like it had me. And I was like, this is, it, I, if I, God forbid, ever have children. <laughs> I'm gonna make him watch both of these amazing shows. Don't be and that it, guy. It, Don't be that I'm gonna, guy. Listen, I'll strap him down to a goddamn seat and I'll go, you will enjoy this, little Timmy. That's fucked up. That's the perfect way to make your kids hate that shit. I don't know. You, you don't know what you're talking My parents did it to me and I... I love... I love what Yeah, you... Me. You turned out fine, Mr. Rubber Gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Never clean. 
Uh, I, th- I think Korra's biggest problem is I think the, the first season set up a really fascinating arc with the Equalists. And I thought that was a fantastic type of enemy in general. It was very like, good. Philosophical conflict, but because they only thought they had the one season, you know, they, they did it. It was and, very rushed. And as a result, it's like, oh, we have an extra season. Oh, we have another extra season. Oh, well. And it's like, there's absolutely no chance for it. Like, it is very clearly four different stories. Yeah. And I, whereas I, I, I the original was like one really big story. And yeah, and I, I feel like um, that's I, I will argue with people um, that when they say like, oh, Cora is just a shit show. It's like no, it's for for like you got to keep in mind for what they had and for the time like restraints they had, it's pretty goddamn good. I think it's, I, I, I don't think it's a shit show at all, but I think it has like massive stretches of wasted potential. Abs- absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely not going to deny that, but um, it's it's one of those things where I can't really explain myself. I just really loved Cora, like issues like the character. I, I, just the series just like the okay, little but, adventures mm. just the the antagonists i don't know what it was i just really got into it well, um see there there's a lot of things in 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 legend of Korra that i actually prefer to the original series mm. um the the general choreography and animation is a step up in a lot of cases yeah i really like um i like a huge amount of the supporting cast but my biggest problem, like, let's ignore all the, 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 let's ignore everything about its production, any sure. of its villains, any of its story arcs. I think that Korra, the character, mm. is a massive, massive mistake <laughs> at, at the character's, like, core level. And I think that the, and they did that because Korra is the opposite of Aang in every single way. Yep. Whereas, whereas Aang is timid, Korra is brash. Whereas uh, Aang is weak in this, Korra is strong. Like, you know, airbending versus not airbending, which is like the whole fucking thing of the first season, right? Oh, that's true. And I think that it's like an ideological misstep with what your main character is supposed to be. So, with Aang, you have a character who is somewhat astonishingly intellectually and spiritually mature in most ways yes um and it he has his his stage for personal growth is how his naive like intellectual idealism is gonna clash up against a world that sucks yeah and i find that personally very fascinating and in addition to that while the you have a character that is also physically capable there is also a very traditional, like near shonen level escalation yes. of character strength. With Korra, you start, and right off the bat, she's way older. Mm. She's like almost an adult, right? Yeah. And her personality is pretty much set in stone, and you yeah. have it you have it inverted, where instead of being uh, physically dominated by other characters in the story or and but being like smart and able to deal with stuff with guile or intelligence like most main characters instead you have a character who is physically dominant in almost every way in every scene the Korra has except for fights with Amon she destroys her opposition in the first series but you have a character that is dumb like straight up not intelligent (laughs) <laughs> and immature 
And the problem with that is that Korra is the second main character. If Korra had been the first main character and had grown to be wise, that would be one thing. But okay. instead, every scene you are just overwhelmed with this feeling of like, why are you so stupid? <laughs> why, why, like, you're getting punked by everybody. I wouldn't everybody. deny that. <clears throat> like, every, almost Every judgment call made by your main character is the wrong decision in almost every scene. And the only reason things work out is because other characters that are smarter than them actually fix it. Or she is just so big and strong that she punches. And it's like, it's like, I'm not, it's like fucking dumbass Superman in my, in my last airbender. Yeah. It's just. Like, just season two is just the absolute worst, where she I just didn't goes like season two very much. Full on, just actually unintelligent. I need to rewatch all of the like. I'm, I'm including the last Airbender, the very first. I need to rewatch yeah. both of them and maybe just like reassess my general opinions. I'm not not just because of this conversation, but because like. It's because I can't explain myself. And that's my biggest thing. Whenever people go like, oh, you know, like, surely there's got to be a reason. It's like, I, I just did, like... Well, I, one of two things is going to be the case, right? I've had that feeling where I like something and I can't explain it. And I can't even begin to articulate it. And it's a really yes. frustrating feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So one it sure of... One, it, say, say you go through the whole thing. You're going to come out with one of three things, right? One is you're just as fucked as you are right now. And you all have wasted your time. But not really because you watched a fun show again. Yeah. Um... And you're going to come out of it frustrated, right? Or you're going to understand that something about the reason why you care was either tied to you, you at the time of watching it instead of the, the work itself. Or you're going to discover, okay, I was never able to put my finger on it, but here's, here it is. It's very subtle. Or it's mm. something that I appreciate that most people don't give a shit was missing yeah. from the other one, or or what have you. But I... for for me, almost every time that that's happened, I have discovered that it is like, no, it's me that was different when I yeah. encountered these things. That very well might be the case because I know back then I was dealing with a lot of shit, and that whole and, final and, core arc, and it, that, and that's it, yeah. And that's when you you come to the thing. It's like I understand that this is better, but I like this one more. Hey, Clips, what's the next question? Oh, beautiful segue, my friend. Okay, this next uh, question is from a user called Super Sambams, and like they say, "I know you asked for people to drop questions in the comment section of your last tweet, but I was a little embarrassed to put mine there. You don't have to be. I'll just say that." I was wondering if you went to college or not, and if so, what did you study? I asked because I'm currently a third-year um, third journalism major, and I still have no idea what I want to do with my life after I graduate. Oh man, we totally like touched on this just a little bit earlier. We did, yes. Um, but I want to go a little bit more into detail about what I did, I guess. If people are interested, I'll say it. Um, so to begin with, I went straight from high school to do a performing arts course. I um, spent two years doing that, and it was one of the most fun experiences of my life, honestly. it was some I was doing something that I adored every single day, and it was, it was wonderful. Like, admittedly, I was 16 years old, and 
you know, I'd just gotten out of the Naruto headband stage. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm going to assume you have a lot of listeners that don't live in the UK. That is Um, true, yes. So there are some things that you just said that were very confusing to me. Okay, let you, me let me you, try and. You uh, said you were in university at sixteen. Ah, okay. I will, I will try and uh, whittle down the UK educational system. So, you leave high school at the age of sixteen in the UK. Okay. You then can either choose to go to sixth form, um, which is kind of like a step before university, or you can go to college. And college is not university in England. Oh, okay. Yes. College oh. is like, it's a place for you to get a diploma. Alright. That's what a college is. Wait, you don't so, get a high school diploma? Um, you do, but this is more for like a specific subject. It's like an overall subject diploma. Okay. Um, so that's basically what college is. It's like you can, you can focus all of your assets into one thing, and you can get higher educational thing that, that goes towards, I think, so, so three A-levels. Would you say that it is a place, a, a learning institution, that is post-high school, pre-university, that either delves into what it, what would essentially be a pre-university program or a vocational program? I'd say it's more of a vocational thing. You can take uh, a college course at any age, same as university, um, but essentially the diploma you get from college uh, constitutes, as I think, about maybe three or four A-levels. Which will be enough to get you into a very good university course. Essentially, the it's like focus in the it's... A level. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say like a fucking grade, like A, B, C, D, blah. It's that. Okay. You get that on a piece of paper. That's what an A level is. Um, so, and then there's university, which is the the end game, right? I think I think university uh, is pretty ubiquitous across the vast majority of the places people are going to be listening to this. Like, it's the it's end-of-the-road fancy diploma. Education is a confusing thing all around the world because everybody just has different bloody things for what it means. Well, I, but, I always get confused because Quebec, where I live, um, uh, it's a province of Canada, for those that don't know, uh, has its its own educational institutions that are oh unique my. to the province. Oh. <laughs> so in the rest of the country, you go to grade thirteen in high school or twelve, maybe in some cases. Mm-hmm. In uh, and there's no middle school. Okay. You, you you go one to six, and then you go seven to eleven is all high school. Um, and then you can go to what's called Sejep, which is pre-university or vocational for Jeez. two or three years, and then there's university. The world just should just stick to one thing. <laughs> okay, ever so you, confusing. you get everybody to agree that it's your thing they should stick to, and then we'll be set. Absolutely. Make things that, so much easier for that me. That should be super easy. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, um, I took a diploma course in performing arts, and it was really fun, and we went to France um, to go on tour, as mm-hmm. a performing arts like troupe, essentially, and we did um, uh-huh. a bunch of Shakespeare shit, and then I I left college and I didn't uh-huh. go to university with the stupidly immature view of I've got my performing arts diploma, I'm going to try to be an actor. Well, see, the thing is, is that you didn't learn anything, so like that's not good. It was the worst decision I ever made in my life, and. I went straight from college into extra work. 
and extra work was it was okay i got paid like 120 quid a day for whatever days i was working um i, I was an extra in the 2012 movie rush which is a big wow. race car movie i know i was waving man <laughs> That's my starring role. It was pretty cool, though. You got to like, lay down and watch a bunch of helicopters and cameras on it go around. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, after that, I, I sunk into a big depression because I was thinking, oh my god, my big idea of becoming a big big actor has fallen through. Oh my god, you, you such an immature question. Um, so then, I, I, it was a few years after that. Like A lot of stuff happened in my life. And only recently, I think maybe two or three years ago, I took a, a dipl- another diploma course for health and social care because my my kind of dream vocation at the time, like I wanted to do YouTube kind of as a side thing. I wanted to be a drama therapist. What? So I wanted to be somebody who helped people recover from traumatic events um, such as physical or sexual abuse. Like by... through the power of dance or like what? Essentially, yeah, but through the power of dance or through the power of um, physical expression and stuff like that. Um, there would be role-playing sessions and everything like that. And it was incredibly fascinating to me. And Clebs? Yeah? Are you making this up? I'm absolutely not making this up. It's actually a thing. Drama therapy. Drama therapist. Um, and that was something that I, I was training to do, and um, the health and social care course was fine. It went okay. Is this, like, hyper new? No, it's like... been around for a while. It's it's tends to be a lot for kids. Like, how can I put it? A lot of clients you get tend to be kids with, like, um, anger issues and everything. Like, it's yeah. a way for them to vent their anger and stuff like that. Um, not by saying, like, be a tree. But, like, um, I think some of them, like, actual role-playing sessions and this is what i've heard because obviously like you know i haven't been into it properly i only did training and i did uh, i went into a course for therapy essentially and sure enough the guy was like oh drama therapy that's a you know like we don't have many people going in for that but um you know but try it (laughs) by all means um you know they'd essentially role-play taking out their inner frustration to their role model or whoever it was who would be me you know, in that situation. Um, so it'd be a way for them to kind of diffuse or get some thoughts of their mind. That's essentially what it is. It's more of a, a mental, you know, kind of physical exercise through expression. And I thought that was an incredibly fascinating vocation. So that's why I went into education to get to it. And then after I left, I was like, it's, it's almost like the second I left, I was like, hang on a minute, my YouTube's doing okay. Hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then here we are today. And, uh, yeah, that one kind of fell flat, so all of that was for nothing! Hooray! Well, that's um, fine. Yeah, uh, so I guess my my answer to, to you, um, Super Sambams, is... It's... If you run into to roadblocks along your way about what you want to do after you graduate, it happens to almost everybody, I can guarantee. A very lucky few will probably go out of university knowing exactly what they want to do and will get it. You and I knew those people. Yeah. There were there were people in your class that were laser focused mm-hmm. on what they wanted to do and you know, I didn't personally I wasn't personally friends with any of them, but like it was very clear, oh they're going to they're going to do that. Yes. Like 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember back in high school knowing a girl named Christina and she was like I'm going to be a doctor. And she was top of the, every class, and she busted her fucking ass off. And I never saw her again after I graduated from high school. 
But I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that she's doctor right now. Oh, that's right? so sweet. Just, well, just, you know, like, the people that are just, like, very, very clearly driven. And right? that is true, because there was a girl in my performing arts course called, uh, called um, Jade Peters. Absolutely lovely girl. Um, we got along very well. Uh, didn't contact each other after the course ended. But then uh, I saw that she was on The Voice. And Kylie Minone, uh, Tom Jones, they both turned their chairs around and... Uh, she became the essentially the singing apprentice of Kylie Minogue for that entire series. Kylie Minogue, sorry. Um, so Jade Peters, you can Google her. She's at you know Google Jade Peters on uh, on the Voice, and you'll see her. She's up there. She's doing her dream, and it's like you fucking deserved that, girl. You were such a hard worker, and you knew what you wanted. So good for you. So um, yeah, uh, I would actually like to answer some of that question because a Go lot ahead. of people ask me the same thing quite often. And I bullshit some answer because I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> embarrassed by it. Uh, finished high school, went to SEGEP for three years of pre-university psychology. Then went to university and did four years and got a BA in psych, um, which I didn't try very hard to get. And thus have, like, my diploma is worthless because the grades I put forth to get it are awful. Right. Like, I, and this is, this is the case with, a lot of people who end up getting into, well, what used to be just the games coverage industry and is now the YouTube business, right? Yeah. Um, it is the case where instead of going to class, I would skip class and play video games with my buddies, <laughs> right? Because yep. that was just like so much more important to me sure. at the time. And I, I remember like, uh, my parents are the kind of like, you go to university, you get a good education, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I d didn't know what to go into at university. So I'd like, mm -hmm. that's how early the I don't know what I'm doing set in. So I'm yeah. like, well, I like psychology and I'm nuts and I'd like to learn more about that. So here you go, right? Uh -huh. uh, thus finishing university with like no goal at all. Mm. Uh, and a very similar uh, situation to uh, Miss. Sam, Miss, what's his, what's the person's name? The, the with the letter, they asked the, the question. The, uh, oh, um, Super Sam Bams. Super Sam Bams, right? Um, and then just kind of drifted around into the retail stories you heard earlier. Yeah. Until uh, the internet fell on my lap. Uh, by the way, I don't mean to offend you in any way, uh, uh, Clumps, but no, I no, find no. it absolutely bizarre that I did seven years of school in that exact field and never once heard the phrase drama therapy. <laughs> it's okay, it's fine. Like it, It's like, very niche. It sounds hyper niche. Mm -hmm. it, like, it sounds like the kind of thing you would see a therapist talk to uh, talk about as like an addendum to marriage counseling or uh, psychoanalysis or what have you. you uh, but we like, actually have um, we have a couple of drama therapists in the NHS. I know that because um, I did. But I mean, but it. I mean, like as a primary profession, I never in my life would have thought because like the tech, like once you started to describe it, it's like yes, there are child therapists that occasionally you get a kid. It's like that kid's fucked up. That kid needs to yell at somebody. Yeah. Right? You know? But it was always like as an addendum to an already existing profession. I mm. would never have ever thought that there would ever be like the need for a dedicated drama. Th also, the name makes you sound like a cunt. Like a, <laughs> a, like a drama therapist makes you sound like the 
biggest asshole ever. Hello, darling, I'm a drama therapist. Well, because what it sounds like is like condescending. And then like, <laughs> oh, I, I th- I'm I a therapist for people and their drama. Oh, okay. <laughs> now right. I see. Now I see. Right? Like <laughs> YouTube drama therapist. Make that a profession. Yeah, YouTube drama therapist is somebody who goes to talk to Ethan, and it's like, tell me about the comments on your latest video. (laughs) (laughs) Make it, somebody make it happen. They could do, like, YouTube vlogs about it. It would be brilliant. Oh, that'd be Sign me up. (laughs) But yeah, education is, uh, like, I'm quite lucky that I live in a place in which education is dirt cheap. Mm. Uh, So it was, it's not that big of it like i wasted my time but i got value out of that time so it's not really all i wasted right yeah but in places in which like your the cost of education is significant and life altering like think really 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 hard before you jump into fields that you're completely unprepared or unsure of mm-hmm. because your opportunity cost is going to be fairly extreme yes like Clemps, you and I sound like people who are very lucky to live where we do, and we're just like, ah, no big deal that I wasted my entire adult life. Very uh, <laughs> lucky. Lucky right? is and, the word for it. And then a bunch of a bunch of YouTubes fell in our laps. I cannot like, be like more thankful for right? just everything that's happened. But if I if things had been even slightly different, like I'd still be I'd no, I probably would have just jumped off a building. Oh, same. Do doing retail for a couple more years, or like gone on welfare and just like ate myself to death or whatever. Yeah. Because like, mean, you know, that's, yeah, that's that's why I quit. I quit because my mental health was so bad. I started to think very dark thoughts, my friend. I was like, yeah, maybe I should. Mm. <laughs> time to. Uh, I, time I to never bounce. reached. I never reached quite that point with retail, but I did reach the point of like. Wouldn't it be great if I just didn't get out of bed? Uh, like, yeah. And you f- and you feel that day every single day for like twenty five days in a row because you're working almost every single day. And the and days it, yeah. that you that you're not working are the days where you have to fit every single task in your entire life into that one day. You you can't see me, but I'm nodding. I'm nodding right now. <laughs> right, that's awful. Yeah. So I guess um I guess to finalize it um Super Sam bums I guess I guess Super Sam bams I call you Super Sam bums I'm really sorry <laughs> Super Sam bams um you know life will sometimes deal you shit cards but I I genuinely hope that for you you can you can figure out you can figure out what it is that you want to do um you know and I hope that you have good people around you who can who can help you kind of reach that I have a piece of advice that I tell. Uh, to my girlfriend quite often because she has de- she's one of those people that has a very tough time making decisions mm-hmm. right uh and so i tell this advice to everybody when they have a problem making a decision now it doesn't work very well with open-ended decisions right so in this in this in mr sand bam's uh, decisions are are they're pretty wide open it's like what are you going to do with your life that's that's a big question right yeah but once you narrow it down to a couple options. The easiest way to deal with long-term problems is to uh, get a piece of pen, like a pen and paper or you know, a Word document and just like, okay, what is the realistic worst outcome of this scenario, right? 
Not not the mental worst outcome where you're like, and then I'm going to be homeless, and then I'm going to die. You know that one. Yeah, yeah. No, what it? What is the realistic thing? Like, it do, is it a struggle without a job for a couple of years? You know, whatever, right? And you you tally them up, and then well, what's the realistic best case? Not I'm going to become a world famous newspaper man or whatever, yeah. but, right? And just just figure out personally what is the risk I'm willing to take against the worst case versus the best case what's the level of personal risk that i can live with and Mm -hmm. i'm a very i'm a particularly cautious person so for me that risk is relatively low i stayed working retail for a year and a half after best friends got off the ground wow and it was not until i got a paycheck uh, uh from the youtube stuff that doubled my minimum wage that i went that's fucking stupid that's dumb (laughs) <laughs> I'm blowing 40 hours a week on this for bullshit. And then I finally quit my job. And it was the best feeling I ever did in my oh. fucking life. Right? I'm happy but for like, you, even though it's happened. But, like, a lot of people in the in the biz, right? And, the, uh, and I think this is a bad idea most of the time. But some people are completely right to do it. Will go, okay, I am doing X amount of dollars from the YouTube thing. If I bust my ass and double the content or whatever... I'll make enough to sustain myself. Yes. And then they 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 go cold turkey and they put they throw their entire being into it. And for some people, there's a little bit of luck involved that reaches a point of success. It's like it was right for you to do that because now you 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 are running before you walked, right? Yes. For most people, that ends with them going broke, right? So you really have to look at your your cause, you, like you like how willing you are to risk these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and if you can't decide, even then, I have a final piece of advice, and that is just make the right decision every time. Mm-hmm. In in order to do well, all you have to do is just make the correct decision every time. Just don't make mistakes. Just do the right do the right one instead of the wrong one. Like look at your options and be like, oh, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Do that one, not the one that is bad. Just, just, ne- just never make any mistakes, <laughs> and always do the right thing. There we go. This is advice from somebody who clearly never makes any mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I make mistakes every single day in my life, and I, I own them, and I admit to them, and I try my best to make them make me stronger and all that shit. But oh, I think that is to this a... hippie bullshit. I'll stop it, you. I'm trying to motivate as hard as I can. You know what's but... motivating? Oh, telling somebody to sh- do it. Just do it. <laughs> that Shia LaBeouf video Shia LaBeouf is motivating. The fuck out of it. <laughs> Even though that guy's crazy. He sure like, is. Super for real nuts. That, <laughs> that video is pretty good. Oh my god, the the industry ruined him. Poor boy. Yeah, it's, it's Hollywood, man. But um, it, that entire question does uh, move quite smoothly onto the next one. Uh, and I'm not oh going to say that. Oh, my God. Uh, what? No, it's like, it's like, yay. Like, oh, my God. Oh, okay, I thought you were like, what are you talking about, man? But no, uh, this question, I'm not going to say their username because it's quite a personal one. Um, but I'm going to say their, like, you know, name you can change, which is Joko. They say, how does one overcome the irrational suspicion of the people you trust? This is an important question for me since anxiety comes with puberty. Well, the... Alright. Mm. So I have a lot of personal experience in this. Uh-huh. Bo- both from having crazy anxiety 
uh-huh. that people have been watching for years. <laughs> and, and, um, and from the other end, like, it, you know, academically. Uh, already, you are one step ahead of the problem in that you realize it is irrational. Oh my god, that is, that is exactly what I was going to say. Like, the oh. problem... The, the, okay, so... When people act irrationally, and we've all been like this, everybody, like when you're so mad you can't think or whatever, the first step to actually coming back down is like, I'm acting like an asshole right now. Or, you know, what, what, whatever the equivalent is. Or, that's ridiculous, the, the thing that I'm worried about, right? Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily change any of those feelings, like, it doesn't mean that they're even going to be mitigated or diminished in any form. But it does mean that you're lucid. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucid, you can make decisions. So first of all, good job. You asked a good question that means that you're one step ahead of the game. And that's exactly number, why I wanted to ask it. Or to number it. two is uh, try every non-self-destructive coping mechanism available to you to just relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that will help. But if you find that these things are overpowering, like, despite no uh, input, right? So, uh, Clems, I'm going to just assume that you've had an anxiety attack that had no input. Absolutely. So, it's really easy to understand people having anxiety attacks. And I don't mean people with anxiety disorders. I mean everybody. Pretty much everybody's Mm -hmm. had an anxiety attack at some point. Oh, totally. Uh, Depending on what criteria that they've run into so you know for example um uh it's totally natural for you guys to not have dealt with a lot of fires and look (laughs) down and go oh shit the building's on fire and there was a fucking (laughs) fire a few weeks ago that was nightmarish right yeah that's that's and even afterwards like that's a reasonable time to have an anxiety attack Uh, But, but that is that is a response to stimulus right if you are consistently encountering anxiety in response to no stimulus, there's one of two things that are happening. One, there's a stimulus you don't know about, and it may be internal. It may be the way that you view people. It may be the way that you personally understand what people are telling you, right? You know, like, we've all had that thing where it's like somebody said something nice to you, but for whatever fucking headspace you were in at the time, you thought they were making fun of you or some shit. Yeah. You thought they were mocking you? Could be something like that. Or, unfortunately, it could be chemical. It could be uh, organic, right? If it's organic, medical help is required. Yes, absolutely. You You can't agree more. If you have organic anxiety, there's only so much that any uh, coping mechanisms such as relaxation or distraction or or self-medication in the case of drugs or alcohol, is going to do for you, right? Uh You will eventually need to have some form of active change. And I learned that the hard way by going all my life completely ignoring the fact that it may be organic. And sure enough, it turned out it was. So, probably a good idea for you, Joko, just to... Go maybe if if you're in the UK, go see your GP. I know it costs money in places like America, but maybe just go and test yourself. You know, make sure that this is it might be an irrational thing that comes with puberty because we've all gone through puberty. Every single one of us. It's bullshit. Fuck puberty. My voice got all cool though. Oh, it's my voice. My voice evolved. <laughs> I've got to try and I've got to try and upload one of these. <laughs> 
one of the earlier videos I have of me as a baby boy playing um, Aladdin on the Sega Genesis. And I still have the same posh voice I have now. But I'm going, oh, Aladdin, he's doing the funny jumps. <laughs> I sound like the oh, biggest man. tool. It's wonderful. Now, and it's like, I'll be, uh, I'll be honest. I forgot about the puberty aspect here. Uh, puberty causes, uh, like, obviously rapid chemical changes in your brain makeup. Mm -hmm. um, some of that's just going to go away, probably. And the other thing is that I think every single person going through puberty more than likely is going to go through an incredibly powerful moment where they just start to judge or think that everyone's got something against them. Parents included, everything. It's just... Now, the, the problem with puberty is that that also corresponds with the point in your life in which that fear may actually be happening. <laughs> right? That's so true. Like, there are, like, there is, high school is a place in which people can just, like, you know that paranoid fear you have that your whole class hates your guts? That might be real. That, Pu it's rare, but it could be. Puberty fucking sucks, dude. Like, oh, number one, worst. you're going through all this bullshit with your body changing, and you're locked in a zoo with people yeah. you don't particularly want to be with or be friends with, but you have to because you're locked with them for years. Uh, in addition, shit. um... I remember reading a couple studies, uh, came out a couple years ago, about, like, basically, why are teenagers such crying baby shits, right? <laughs> why is it that uh, Sally, who got dumped by her boyfriend, is distraught to the point of not being able to eat or whatever, even though they only went out for two weeks, <laughs> right? Or why is it that uh, Jimmy flew into a rage... At, like an uncontrollable rage because uh, Billy said that uh, his mom sucks sticks at the gas station, right? <laughs> These are things as adults most of us would be able to shrug off, right? Or at the very least, like it would feel like shit, but it wouldn't affect us like utterly. Yes. Um, what was discovered is that uh, teenagers just feel emotional pain more acutely. Period. <sighs> like th they are high on chemicals their own <laughs> hormones and the like getting a bad grade on the test on a test can feel like the equivalent to you and i losing our job uh all, all we're saying joko is listen puberty sucks we feel your pain my friend it's gonna suck for a few more years but let me tell you as soon as that puberty well, shit is over puberty oh. puberty doesn't stop until you're 25 man uh-huh i'm technically i'm and, still going through puberty. and you're 24 right yeah so you're just on the at you're probably done right but you're I still like you know that that's the average right but you're still on the ass end of like possibly still go through it still go through it well my dick still, still go through every day my friend uh yeah sure <laughs> just yeah Mine too, right? A resounding yeah, free high five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so do what you can. Realize that if you're between the age of 8 to 20, that it's harder now than it will be later. But if it is totally overpowering with no external stimuli, you might want to talk to your GP. Yes, absolutely. It. So yeah, power to you, Joko. I hope you pull through it, my friend. Ah, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Right then. I was a mopey little angry shit in high school. I was horrendous and, in high school. And look how well I turned out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and me. I'm 31 years old, sitting in my pajamas at 5.32pm on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to a disgusting limey boy. 
you are kind of piece of disgusting crap. You know that. I right? am kind you're, of trash. Yeah. You're like super gross. No, but I was. I'm thinking like just the other day on Twitter. I saw you, your your post yesterday. It's like sometimes I scroll down my Twitter timeline and I see some anime babe spreading her butthole, and I'm like, yeah. And so what gets what I find personally revolting is not that feeling, because whatever, right? But it's like I need to tell everyone. Every, everyone's gotta know it was that I funny. that my dick is like yeah like right now yeah hey world I like a butthole like that's you right now that's weird Paige retweeted it I know she did cause you're hilarious and everybody needs their like their just fucking scumbag friend like you know just like that friend of yours that's just like so, you know, like, you know, like if there's a bar scene and there's like one of the people is like a rat man. <laughs> That's me. Like everybody needs their rat man. That's like they're just going like, just like rubbing their hands together and they have gloves on because they need it and just going like, yeah. So I, I have a friend. I have a friend of mine. Uh, his nickname is Fuggins. He's that guy. He's a guy I've known since. Since uh, college, I've, heard, like, I've heard the name, and it's just like you're just a grimy piece of shit, aren't you? Oh, good friends. <laughs> I have, oh, I've I seen I've seen him on the grapevine. I've seen him reply to a few of my tweets. Seems like a very nice man. Oh, he is, but he's also like a just slimy, fucking gross man. We get along just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it would be I thought it would be fun now to do some uh, quick fire questions because we're uh, all right. Hit me. Okay, cool. What is your favorite horror, manga, slash comic, and why? Uh, Uzumaki. That is absolutely amazing. That is a very good choice. My one is uh, the Frank and Fran collection. I was talking about that on Twitter, but if you haven't seen it, I absolutely recommend it. It is a dark comedy with emphasis on dark. Uh, one of the arcs includes Fran. Um, basically making an alternative to women who can't give birth. She creates um, human reproduction inside of bug cocoons. So these women are carrying around bug cocoons for nine months and then they hatch into a baby. However, they, f they forget the downside in that you're carrying around a fleshy cocoon for nine months, insects can get into the cocoon. One of the women has a bunch of stray cats take the cocoon and start tearing it open while she watches and Fran goes, yeah, maybe this wasn't the best idea because now I've just completely fucked up this entire system. Good job, Fran. It's an amazing manga and it's horrible, but you know me, I like my horrible shit. It's true. Yep, it's absolutely true. Um, I actually bought all of the uh, Omnibus collection the other day. It's on my shelf right now. Um, okay, this is quite a fun one. I think this is something we can both relate to. Um, so, yes, yeah, for you as well, Pat, I'm going to say. Clemps, please talk about your experiences with Final Fantasy XIV and tell us, what was the worst player you've played with to date? Okay, I got this. Uh, after, after you, after you. I'm, I'm, I... Okay, um, my one was a very simple one. I, funnily enough, I haven't ran into many bad players on Final Fantasy XIV. First That's of all... you don't play enough. I do now! Uh, but um, Final Fantasy XIV is probably one of the best MMOs I've ever played. It's also one of the best Final Fantasy games out in recent years. I am dying to make a video on it, but I've got so many other projects on the way. So eventually, I, ag I agree with all the things you just said. Yes. Eventually there will be a video on it. Um, the, the story is, is fine, occasionally great. Um, as far as players go... 
I've just bumped into people who play Dark Knight and they, they've they um, saved a bunch of really cringy shit to their macros. So essentially it's the kind of like edgy Shadow the Hedgehog type shit whenever they use like um, their, uh, their kind of tanking moves. It's like, oh, you know, I am one with the darkness. Which is you going to assist every single time they use their macros. It's the most annoying thing ever. Not that I, exciting. I hate those guys so much because my main is a Dark Knight. Oh. And, and it's just like, so, okay, which is worse? The guys who have had darkness incarnate shit attached to like their defensive cooldowns like Living Dead or Shadow Wall or stuff like that. Or mm. the astrologians oh. who have ha attached Yu-Gi-Oh macros to every single card oh, move they do. I've never bumped into one of those, but I can imagine it so hard. I think it's the astrologians because while it's not per as quite as embarrassing as the edgelord shit... Those card moves are coming out every 30 to 60 every, seconds. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm dead curious to hear about your worst player. All right, uh, this is my favorite. Okay. Oh, man. Never had the chance to tell this story. Okay, oh, so sick. I am running, uh, what's it called? Ixatol, I believe. Zelfatol, <laughs> which was the EX roulette back in 3.4, I want to say. Okay. And I am main tanking it. And in the group are a healer and another DPS. Don't remember, because they're not really that big of a part of the story. And uh, the other player is a Dragoon. Oh, we get okay, to sorry. the second boss of Zelfatal. And the second boss has a move in which he, he he charges up a massive tank buster, but the tank buster is a cone. It's not a uh, single target, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the as I'm moving the boss around, the... Um, the Dragoon just stands on top of me, inside my character, the whole time. <sighs> and uh, just gets fucking popped. Like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then gets rezzed, and then just doesn't pay attention for the, um, uh, the, the, the blowback mechanic. And gets blown out into the sides. Great. And I believe almost dies, but not quite. Now... This is a trivial fight. This is a this is EX roulette I've done literally 80 times before. I have the aggro lead. I can say, okay, I actually have time to type something out here. Sure. So I go, hey, man, uh, just a heads up. That tank buster is a cone. You can't stand in front of the boss. And whenever he does this move, I forget the name of it, uh, he blows you back so you want to stand close to the middle so that yes. you don't get blown into the, into the spikes. And... Uh, his character, and then I, I, maybe I took like two global cooldowns, right? Then I go uh -huh. back to CPSing the pause. Uh, his character stops dead in the middle for like 30 seconds to reply with, yeah, I know that, you shit. Oh. I, I'm just, I'm just lagging, idiot. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, then, I forget what it was, but once he starts moving, he immediately gets blown up again. <laughs> by like one of the same two mechanics. This is like six months ago or even a year ago, so I'm a little funny on the details. And I asked him, "Were you lagging that time? Because Ooh. you have to dodge that." So little, little salty, yeah. right? Little, little snippy. Mm -hmm. uh, then we beat the boss. He then responds with, "So first of all, he hits sprint, and then immediately starts running as hard as he can to trigger every single mob in the rest oh, of the dungeon." Oh, for goodness sakes! Yeah. And then types out, "You are easily the gayest tank I have ever seen." Pleasant. And I'm like, "That's pretty funny," but okay. 
So I actually catch up to him, and he dies. But we clear the whole rest of the dungeon in, like, in between the time that it takes him to walk forward back to the, oh. the boss. And then just like it, the the party starts to descend into anarchy, that kind of thing, where it's just yeah. like everyone's like, "Can you stop being an asshole?" And he's just he's just being all toxic, you know, super toxic, just saying all sorts of shit. And then we we kill the mini boss that predates the boss, right? Now, mm-hmm. in that uh, in that mini-boss, you walk forward and it triggers the cutscene for the boss. Yes. Um, in between that, I have an SSD and the other two guys on the scene clearly had fast loading times as well. We vote kick him so that he gets kicked out of the dungeon during the cutscene. That's brilliant. <laughs> and then replaced him with another guy instantaneously because it's DPS. Uh-huh. So he lost out on... that. That was like 35 minutes in because of all that horse shit. And he lo- he lost out on his fucking EX bonus and would have to do- wait in his queue again oh, so for the right. thing. And it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, such oh. a good vote kick. Just, <laughs> oh, what a bitch. Bye-bye, baby. Uh, but the general the general gist of it is uh, the, the worst, like, that's my worst personal player. But the worst player type is we have to do this dungeon or this trial or this whatever as fast as possible. To the point of screwing up and costing time. Yeah. So the I don't have to deal with them because I always tank everything. But whenever my friends go into EX Roulette, it's like the tank that just, as soon as you load in, just sprints off oh, to pull. Yeah. That's just classic MMO shit. single thing in the dungeon. So like, do it fast, big pulls! I had like, boys die. like that in World of Warcraft. They, they just, just exist. Just dies immediately because the healer's not even there. Right. In some cases, the healer hasn't even loaded into the dungeon yet. And it's like you, like uh, a friend of mine, uh, my co-tank and my static, a guy named Darius, is a great guy, a good friend of mine now. Mm. Uh, he, he said something like back when I first started playing, and I was asking like, "Everybody's running big. How do I, do? you know, because I didn't know how to play endgame." Yeah. And he's like, "Nothing wastes more time than trying to save time." <laughs> Every single like speed run st- uh, party finder. They all end in like, okay, so we've wiped four times. Can we just do it the normal way and actually just clear it? Can we, like, it'll take us 11 minutes. The speedway, it takes nine minutes. We have spent 30 minutes trying to get one clear. The impatience gets me. This does not save time. This is not saving us time right now. You you will get your, your loot. Calm down. Like, it just... Jeez, I don't know. There are, there are a few types of players who play MMOs, and for some reason, I don't know why, they just coexist among MMOs. Like, World of Warcraft, the exact same players exist in Final Fantasy XIV, even if they've never played the MMO before. It's just this, like, MMO reputation, and it's so strange. But this was, this was meant to be a quick-fire question. Ah, uh, I know, so, I know. Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. No, no, I it's okay. It was, it, was, it was a good story. I liked it. You don't um, pay my sub, Clamps. Don't tell me what not to answer. Nice. Okay, um, this is one which I, I think is for me, but uh, yeah, it is. Uh, okay, so, but I don't know. I guess we could uh, we could do you as well, Pat, for like a Twitter name or something. But how was your internet alias decided? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's um, it's Clemps. Uh, Clemps is a play on my surname, which is Clemson. Uh, my, my name is Luke Clemson, you know, you're going to figure it out one day, but whatever. Um, so that was my nickname during high school, uh, from, from one girl who was a very close friend of mine. She'd always call me Clemps. Clemps this every single day. Hey Clemps. And it just kind of stuck. And that's fine. 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's this, this the same shit as like, um, was it uh, one of my favorite content creators, Stamper? You know, he was being called Stamper all his life, and Stamper just kind of stuck, and it's the same with Why me, was he I being guess. called Stamper? Oh, it was his surname, I think. Really? Weird. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. So yeah, that's a really simple and very easily explainable way of how I got my surname, but um, yeah, pretty much it. How about you, Pat? Alright, so uh, I have two answers because I have two internet handles, right? Um, one is Angry Pat, which everyone can... There's no explanation <laughs> required. <laughs> I, I, especially back in college, I would fly off the handle for no reason. I get really upset or passionate about stuff. And, I, and I'm loud! I'm a loud man! <laughs> so, just Wooly and Matt and uh, and some of their friends just started like, just, hey, Angry Pat, like, as like, as a denotation. Yeah. Right? Because there are other Pats around. Which Pat is that? Angry Pat. Right? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, just cut and dry. Uh, the other, um, the, the username that I use on, like, PlayStation... Uh, network and and some so a lot of PC games stuff like that is a uh, snapshot king mm. and um, in hindsight it's like no it's not because I like to take photos uh, it's because I used to play a shitload of day of defeat oh. and I was in my high school era I was a day of defeat fiend and just just played that just nonstop like some people are playing uh uh uh, uh, uh uh, PUBG's. PUBG's. <laughs> I was I was playing Day to Feed every day and just fiending all over it. And I was young. I was young and had the reflexes. Mm. And uh, my favorite weapons were the K98, the Enfield, uh, the K yeah, the K98 and the Enfield because they were one shot kills if you hit in the chest. Uh, but they were bolt action rifles, right? Yeah. So there were a lot of maps in Day to Feet 1.3 that had a lot, like, long corridors with lots of turns and shit tons of blind corners. Right. Uh, and one of the ways that you could do it, if you were confident, is that you would hug the inside wall of the corners uh. so that you would, you would see people faster. And then it, would, it, it wouldn't be like you see people from uh, abroad, or, uh, sorry, uh, across a lane. It would yeah. be like you turn a corner and you are both one foot away from one another. Mm -hmm. Right? And at that range, there's no aiming, right? It's just, like, point in the general direction of the guy, circle it, and fire, and kill them. And I don't know if it was general Day of Defeat parlance or just the server that I happen to play on, but they called that a snapshot. Because it's a, a split-second shot, just, just instant, like, just boom, and shoot, yeah. right? Snapshot. Uh, hmm. And I was the best person on my server at that. Hey. So, um... A guy named Mitch said, Oh, Pat, you're like a snapshot king. And I'm like, Oh! Oh, That's shit! And I, and I changed my Steam name to it immediately. And was like, <laughs> Oh, that's the best! And that was like, I don't know, like 15 years ago. Holy I shit. Just, just, I love that fucking name. It just kind of stuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. I made it stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right then. Okay, so final question before the podcast wraps up. And this is a very simple one. Boobs or butts? Life or hometown? Which is it, motherfuckers? And that is the argument. at Flair3500. I think the argument is stupid. Oh? It's oh, oh, Also, I completely forgot to say the name of the person who asked the Final Fantasy XIV question. That oh, was yeah. at TrueBlueA101. Sorry about that, buddy. But yes, boobs or butts, life or hometown? I refuse to answer this question based on the fact that it's stupid. 
Oh, that's a stupid question. Oh no, because every, everybody's everybody's known a flat chick that had a giant ass, and everybody's known a girl that was thin as a rod that was gonna tip over because of her tits, right? <laughs> and both of those were like, "That's pretty cool, I guess," but it'd be a little nicer if you kind of even this out a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, think they. I think they should both be attached to the same sliding scale and increase or decrease in accordance with each other. Okay, that's fair. See, I think I'm on like the total opposite end. I I, I like boobs. Yeah, boobs are nice. Yeah, you we can, know. Can... We yeah. know, Clems. Hey, some we people know. might not know. Some people watching this podcast might not know my fascination for the human ass. But that answers my question, my friend. It is butts. I'm a big butt man. There we go. Question answered, my friend. This is this is perfect because earlier I was like making fun of you. It's like I have to tell everybody about what makes my <laughs> dick get big. What makes my and, fucking knob nice and taut? And then we get to the end, and it's like oh, I need to set the record straight as my. to what makes my pecker ping <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's like come on, oh, man. What makes my willy wobble? <laughs> Oh my god, what a perfect way to end the podcast. So on that wonderful note, it's uh, it's time to end the show. So thank you very much to my guest, Pat, for joining That's me. That's me! Yay! And uh, where can we find you, Pat? Uh, you can find me all over. I got uh, the Best Friends YouTube channel that is uh, Super Best Friends Play with Matt and Wooly and I. And uh, we do a lot of LPs, mainly. Uh, mm -hmm. We got uh, my Twitter, which is Angriest Pat. We got my Twitch, which is Angriest Pat. We got, uh, I have a fucking archive channel of the Twitch called Pat Stares At. Um, and I am very, very often on my lovely girlfriend's stream called Peach Saliva, in which I'm currently helping her beat Dark Souls because her navigation skills and eyesight <laughs> is just the worst. <laughs> And I think uh, everybody should be happy to know that um, Paige is actually confirmed to be another guest on this podcast at some point. Ooh! I know! So, hooray! Can't wait for that. So, yes, thank you very much, Pat, for coming. And hopefully you'll uh, you'll be on this again someday soon. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Whatever. Awesome. <laughs> Whatever. I don't give a shit. But, yes, um, thank you very Yo, much. Yo, your podcast for sucks! Get no! off stage! <laughs> thank you everybody for joining hope to see you all again next time and uh, yeah see you all later bye bye bye